One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Football is back, and we have you covered each weekday afternoon on OutKick's Hot Mic with Hutton and Withrow. Some of the best football guests, from Armando Salguero and John McClain to Trey Wallace and Bobby Carpenter, plus the top headlines and reaction to the college football and NFL weekends. The Chiefs go for dynasty mode with Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Andy Reid. They're the favorite, right? Yeah, they have to be. The AFC goes through Arrowhead, but the Bengals and Jets, they're all in to reach Vegas, and the Bills and Dolphins are also confident. Withrow, what about college football? Can you say three-peat? That's what they're hoping to say in Athens, Georgia, as the Bulldogs continue their march to college football dominance while a cast of usual characters led by Michigan, Ohio State, and Bama nip at their heels. There's plenty of craziness on a week-to-week basis. Pull up to the bar with us each weekday afternoon. We're streaming live 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern across the Outkick Network. Podcasts available everywhere, and always check out Outkick.com. NFL and college football covering your favorite teams. Outkick's Hot mic with Hutton and Withrow. Style, space, functionality. The 2023 Chevrolet Traverse is a great option for people with disabilities. It was designed with purposeful solutions that help make driving more accessible, so you can get through the day comfortably and efficiently no matter where you need to go. Chevy Accessibility, engineered to go forward. Learn more at chevy.com slash accessibility. A little light for prayer, isn't it? Do I seem so desperate as to grovel at the feet of a false god? <laughs> I was waiting for you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to CORE. This is CORE talking video games and everything around them uh, for June 23rd, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. It's nice to be back, everybody. I saw something funny, or heard something funny, and thought you guys would enjoy it. I was at the store, a local Target, a Target, as the mm-hmm. as dumb people say it. I hate it when they say that. But I'm at a Target. I don't know why I brought it up. I was at a Target, walking around, looking for something, and um, I heard an old couple, a uh, very nice-looking, you know, old couple hanging out together. It was very sweet, just talking. Attractive. Uh, yeah, attractive old couple, like... Hey, baby. No, more like, like, you know. You're not into swinging, but if they were down. <laughs> they just looked healthy and happy and happy to be with each other. And there was just a vibe about them. And they were hanging out in this in this part of the store. And I'm walking past and I couldn't help but hear overhear the following conversation, which was them talking about when Starfield was coming out and whether or not they had re-upped their, their game pass or if they should save it or or just re-up right before. 
But basically, they were talking about getting Starfield, making sure Game Pass was was all set when they when they got the game. Didn't expect it, and I'm not I'm not saying that every stereotype is true, but I don't see a whole lot of seventy plusers out there worried about how they're getting Starfield on their computer or their or their console. And here, these two are like, I mean. They're, they're, that generation might still like Trek, and Starfield's kind of Trek adjacent. You think, you think they're regular gamers, or you think they finally get in there? Well, that's hard what I SF thought. Video game. That's what I thought. I thought about that, but the way they were talking about it w- led me to think they had some knowledge about it that was more than just passing knowledge. Like they seem mm-hmm. to be. Well, if we up, if we if we make sure to resubscribe to Game Pass, it'll be there day one. This sort of conversation. And it was right, like, right, right, just right, kind of right, threw me. I, felt, I may as well be listening to some 25-year-old guy talk to his girlfriend. But no, they were like 70, easily 75 probably, these people. You should have gone right up behind them yeah. and just leaned in and been like, what's up, gamers? <laughs> see how they reacted. What do you think they would have, what do you think the reaction would have been? <laughs> I don't know. That's why I wanted Well, to. they're older. There's I think only people, one I, way to find out. I think when you're that age, you love when people engage. That's why younger people avoid older people <laughs> they don't want it's different when it's like you know younger you're like worried people think you're weird right yeah oh you're like i see somebody with a uh, with a primus t-shirt i like primus like i'm gonna go say hi and you're like no it's weird mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but if you're like 80 and you're rocking a primus shirt and someone comes up to you he's like i love primus you're like oh well, let me tell you about the time i saw them live in concert <laughs> like you're gonna you will get engaged <laughs> you yeah. know in conversation and that might not be a bad thing but, yeah, you know, I. Uh, you might have had some instinct in that regard. That that's true. I just I was so blown away by it, I didn't know what to say, and I even went to Kim and and I and then I realized talking to her, I'm like, I don't know how to explain to her what I just witnessed because <laughs> she doesn't care. She doesn't care about Starfield. She has no interest in it and no knowledge of it when it's coming or any of that. She knows I've got whatever that is taken care of. So even her, I'm not going to have a normal conversation with her about it. My kids would barely care because it's not exactly on their radar either. It's. I don't know. I don't know who this game's for, but it's not for them so much. Uh, People who like hard SF, like I, it just it just screams like, you, do you read Isaac Asimov? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, do you like? Uh, uh, you like Dune? Shit. Do you like? Uh, I don't know what else is from there. Yeah, uh, I mean, have you read some, eh, Frank? Her- it's such, that's such a special sci-fi taste. I'm thinking more of like Foundation novels. And oh yeah, I Robot and all that. Arthur, do you like Arthur C. Clarke? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, some real, uh, some like hard SF authors. I mean, Isaac Asimov is the quintessential hard SF, but there's you know tons of others. I, I feel ashamed that I can't think of any in this moment. Yeah, but. Um, you know, but also 20 years ago, they could have easily, they could have really been into Bethesda titles. And now that I think about it, like a 70 year old now is just, they're, they're 20 years away from what? 2005, 2003. Sorry. There was a lot of shit going on there and they were with that made them 50. Then they, they may have been all into it. I don't know. I got to quit assuming things. That's that was the lesson I walked away from this going. I shouldn't assume things about anybody based yeah, on nothing. I mean, generally nothing. speaking, well no, the average adult or not adult, the average person adult of an age doesn't engage with things that they perceive as like beneath their age. Yeah. Right, games, that's for kids, but there's exceptions, right? right? And always like, exceptions. that's always been my case too. I'm like I pr- pretty much know, you know, I know who Oh shit! I'm gonna embarrass myself. Now. <laughs> Say it, do it. 
No, because my brain is not working too well, and I can't think of the names at the moment. That's the problem. Oh, shoot, I'm suffering from I'm suffering from boomer brain at the moment. Yeah, but you know, like I know I know young bands and stuff. Hello, my fellow kids, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm watching skateboarding videos. Mm. You know. I get that all the time. People, you know who like, little pump is? There you go. You know what's funny is my kids don't. They're not surprised at all because it's always been this way. But if somebody hears, I'm really. Oh, did you hear the new Post Malone track? And they go, "You listen to Post Malone?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's great." There's nothing wrong with him. Like maybe we are finally getting to a singularity moment in culture where everybody can stop worrying so much about gatekeeping their their generations thing uh, that they don't. I, I want to say you're about. in a biased group amongst biased people because like Mike and Crawford have no idea what the hell's going on, and they're like the best of the people I know in my peer group. Yeah, Crawford like, a little I bit. Can't, I can't keep up with what the kids do. I realize it's just like there's, <laughs> it's not their interest, but it's an intellectual laziness. Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah. Because I'll get asked, how do you know these things from people, you know, outside the internet sphere? I feel like the internet sphere might be in tune with things, but outside the internet sphere, they let the world just pass them on by. They do not care. I guess so. I got, I have a thing, I have a weird thing and then we'll move on, but I have this thing where I don't really care to find out what Lil Wayne's music is like. Oh, but I'm, missing out. Lil Wayne's a but legend. I'm, but I'm fascinated by his dental work. That stuff gets me every time I see him. So I'm no doubt that he's like a genius rapper, a hip hop genius artist. I have no doubt. He's all the things everybody says, but whenever I see him, I just go, man, I need to know about your mouth and how that all worked out. How'd this all happen in there? I I wouldn't call him a genius, but his music's pretty, it's pretty fire. (laughs) It's lit as the kids say. Is it lit? Okay. All right. I mean, he's kind of a boomer too. Honestly, he's an old rapper. He just looks kind of young, but like he's, been around for a while oh i, I thought he, he just had a rough i, I wouldn't consider years. it like young kids probably know but i think he's not part of a young generation of rappers he's over 30 i'm sure mm. if not in the late 30s so all right yeah shows what i know he said that real g's move in silence like lasagna holy shit i haven't heard that since line. mom's spaghetti and m&m that's crazy mm. all right uh <laughs> john has been conspicuously silent during our rapper talk. Johnny, you have any thoughts about the current state of mumble rap or anything like that? No, I just know the things I like and I don't really worry about pursuing beyond that. Yeah. I, I, here's the thing I've realized uh, ever since becoming a a dad and a stepdad. Yeah. There is no catching up. Yeah. You're never going to actually be on top of it. Like, because kids in general are going to gravitate. It's like, it's like, Two wrong-facing magnets. As soon mm. as you start to show that you are in the know, yeah. the kids are going to get pushed somewhere else. It's just going to its just gonna be a never-ending chase. So I'm not going to chase it. They can tell me about the stuff they want to tell me about, and I'll like the things I like, and I won't like the things I, I don't like. And it'll just, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. Everybody, it. Should, everybody should go on Twitter and tell Crofton he's... Um, behind the times on everything just to get a reaction out of him. Cause I actually agree. <laughs> I agree with John. I think John makes a good point. I think Bo makes a good point, but I think teasing Crofton is really the lesson here. So Cro- Crofton is catching strays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is true though. It I is love true. It. He was asking me how to, how to start a podcast the other day. Oh, He's he like, was? What's, all the things, <laughs> what's all the things you need to know? And I'm like, listen, you're going to have to do some research on your own. Yeah, it takes that's a little the, work. That's the joke on the show. It's just like, thank you, Bo, for doing things because I don't know how to do it. Is he is he, is he uh, feeling buoyed up in his, his media exposure now because of all that stuff? Well, I don't – yeah, I think he just wants to do it for the enjoyment. The mm. real the real thing is is we're trying to push him to do stand-up. 
Oh, um, we, I think we went to great. an open we went to an open mic on Monday just to like encourage him. He didn't go up, but you know, I'm like, you know, you got to start going. I'm just like, keep telling him, you yeah. got to go, you yeah. got to go every week. He's go a natural. every week, and then eventually, he's a natural. He's good I'm, at it. I, he can do it, but yeah. he's you know, feel, you know, when you're filled with anxiety and you won't rip the bandaid off, and you, yeah. it's like going in the pool. It's like just jump in the damn pool. Yeah, like shut I had up. A friend already. like that. He was like, pool. I want to be a stand up comedian. I was like, you ever go to an open mic night? No. I was like, well, well that's step luck. one. Till you do it, I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. Put your shoes go. on and go. And so we all went. We had a good time. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah, start going. Did you get up, Bo? Did you get up and do any, do any bits? You got any material? You got up and. No, 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 no. I don't think I want to be a comedian. <laughs> Pretty sure it's not my bag. Well, you make me laugh sometimes. So that's. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to be funny, but the thing about a comedian is like, you're only going up there to be funny. Right. That's it. Like, if I go up there and I want to tell you just about like, some opinion I have, like I can do here. <laughs> Everybody's like, I pay for comedies, boo. boo. You know, I'm like, I don't, yeah, I, I, I just don't know if I have the discipline. It was the same realization I had with acting. Speaking of acting, we're, we're by the way, if there's an agent out there looking for a supreme talent, John, <laughs> just, might be John's your guy. Yeah, we're just uh, throwing he, this into the show yeah. now. Yeah. But, no context. But, yep. Yeah, but uh, um. You know, I was like, oh, acting seems like fun. It's like so cool to be on stage and everyone loves you. And then you realize everyone's going to tell you how to say your lines. Yep. Everyone's going to tell you what to say. You're yep. just like some puppet. And for some people, that's an art. For me, I was like, this sucks. <laughs> I don't want to do this at all. You so, don't want to be yeah. a puppet. You could be a director, though, or something like that. That'd be I just, you know, and then you do it every day. Like if you're doing a theater run, well, that's all you're saying for the next five weeks. And I'm like, because yeah. David Mamet, your favorite dude, he's he's a he's a puppeteer, is what he is. Yeah, right. Well, he's the one telling the puppets what to do and what to say and how to say it. That's kind of cool. Well, yeah, I mean, no, no, it's fun. The the writer, whether it's David Mamet or Shakespeare or whoever it is, they they write the lines. Yeah. Like it's great. I love going to the theater. I love watching movies. Yeah. But acting is not for me. You don't want to do it. It's like memorize lines, say the same lines over and over again. It's like it seems glamorous, but having tried it a bit, you know, during my uh, midlife retirement, I realized I'm like I don't like this very much. <laughs> yeah, you know, but that's how I like you being get... on stage and being a center of attention. Yeah. I don't like the whole like say the lines in the way the director wants you to say them, and I don't enjoy the exploration of finding the character. You know that kind of sure D and D's perfect because like improv is great. I do improv all day, for example. Yeah, but you know. Different deal, not, uh, different animal. Yeah, yeah. D is fun, improv's fun, but not. Don't tell me what lines to say. There you go. No, uh, whose line Sorry, is it anyway? Know. Nobody's not here, not on this show. We don't. All that to say, uh, Cro- we need. Cro- we have to call it here. Like Crofton needs to get on stage. We need to record it and share it. Maybe or I'd love like it if he did. He's a funny dude, and yeah. would be great yeah. if he did that. That'd be awesome. And he's had some exposure now on the news and stuff with that teacher strike thing. So he should. He should That's do probably it. what set it all off. He was like, he got a taste of the limelight. No, yeah, no, he's been wanting wants to do this for years. In it. Yeah, he likes the limelight. Like he even contemplated because the strike was settled, and he contemplated voting the other way so he could be on the show more. Just because he voted, <laughs> he voted, you know, like as a contrarian. See, but. that's funny because he would have already done interviews saying how he felt the other way, and then he would have flipped, and then yeah. it would have caused more news to cover him. And like then he could have I, I asked him, I'm like, you must be feeling depressed right now. You're not in TV or the radio anymore. He's like, yeah, I've been pretty bummed. <laughs> He's a funny guy. All right. Yeah. Well, if he hears this, Crofton, uh, go uh, get up on stage there, buddy. Get on, get on there. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's all good and well, but we got to talk about this. Oh, 
Nintendo fans, get excited. We're going to talk about the Direct this week as our main topic. And uh, we're all excited. At least I know I know I'm excited. I don't want to speak for everybody here, but I'm really excited. I know John's excited about one of these things, but I'm excited about kind of both of them. It's been a bit since Nintendo gave proper Mario any sort of due. Not really since Odyssey. Everything else has either been an offshoot of some sort, like the soccer game, Strikers 2, uh, what else? The tennis game. Uh, you know, they're always talking about the uh, Smash Brothers and all that. But those are all non-mainline Mario games. And the last 2.5D side-scrolling Mario game that we got was a Wii U port for New Super Mario Brothers U, which is a great game, but that's on Switch. Other than that, it's Odyssey or nothing. And I think that's a bummer. There's been some other stuff. Paper Mario game, one of those. Uh, what else? A few other things. But no mainline platforming-ass 2D Mario game. And they announced one. But before we get to that, they're talking about a remake that I think is probably the one that most of us at this table are going to be interested in. And that is a remake of Super Mario RPG. Uh, one of, if not the best, well, for a lot of people, one of the best, if not the best, Super Nintendo title to hit the uh, the 16-bit console back in the day. It was made by Square, yes. published by Nintendo. And the fact that Square and Nintendo worked together on a thing was a huge deal then. I don't think Square's got anything to do with this remake. As far as I can tell, they didn't announce that. Anyway. I mean, I'm sure they had to have some hand in it rights-wise, but right. yeah, it could be. Probably. I assume so. I mean, I don't know if they hired them just to contract gameplay and that's all they get, or I don't know how that worked. But this looks... Fantastic. And John, as our resident, um, in fact, I think you're the one that probably even played this the most recently because you streamed a, a run of the game not too long ago. Yeah. Uh, how, how did how'd you feel when you heard about this? I am so excited for this. Super Mario RPG is one of my favorite, uh, I mean, it's like top five easily uh, RPGs on the Super Nintendo um, it's in one of my favorite SNES games of all time. I absolutely adore this game. Uh, the music is amazing. It's got a lot of comedy. Uh, one of my favorite things, this is where I fell in love with Bowser as a character. Like, I think Bowser is great. I've liked Bowser for a long time. And this is where that comes from, because this is not like, oh, just took the princess, Bowser. This is a like depressed, humbled Bowser that's willing to join up with Mario because his life has just gone so downhill. And it's kind of the start of that. We're going to have fun and do interesting things with him besides just he kidnapped the princess. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love this story. It's so weird. The things that Mario does in this game, like everybody is just baffled by how a human being can jump the way he jumps. Like that's a whole plot device throughout the entire story. They're like, you couldn't be the Mario, could you? And then you jump and they're like, oh my gosh, it's Mario. <laughs> like the people recognize him more by his ability to jump than how he dresses. Um, Mario can strangely turn into other characters when he's impersonating them to tell a story because he's a silent protagonist in this. Mm -hmm. uh, I just think the, the humor in it's really good. Uh, it's got a Power Rangers reference, which of course will be very timely. Power Rangers still extremely relevant. Mm. So humor is great. Um, it's, it's a solid RPG. I mean, it was one of the first games that I played where it was turn-based, but they added this kind of active element where if you press the button at the right time, you would do bonus damage or you would take less damage. You could do it uh, aggressively and defensively. And it was a really kind of, 
they didn't make a big deal out of it, but it was a bit of a game changer. Like it felt like you were participating more in the battles while it was still technically this turn-based battle system. And I, I I think it's great. It's got one of the best soundtracks too. Yeah. It's really good. It's got that going for it. It's an incredible game. It's, it's also, I feel like in a lot of ways it was not training wheels, but it was some people's first turn-based jrpg kind of experience in a more broad way because this is freaking mario it's like hey mario's in this this is a this is for everybody this isn't some obscure you know japanese game you've never heard of it's it's mario and i think that helped a lot of people but also you mentioned like the real time uh the, the ability to, to affect blocking and or additional damage by hitting buttons at the right time and all that stuff is there? Are, I mean, does Paper Mario or Mario and Luigi Super Saga or any of that stuff even ex- exist without some of that? Because those those series use that same stuff to really great effect, and I'm not sure they exist without this. This is like a huge deal. No, every every one of those say you know a spiritual successor to this game. And for a while, I was actually really slow to get into the Paper Mario stuff because to me, I just always wanted a sequel to this. Right. Um. I, I that's what I wanted. I didn't want a spiritual successor in that. Oh, we kind of made an RPG. Uh, I wanted them to just do more of these games with these characters and continue off this story. But, uh, yeah, I think it it influenced those. Anybody that's played those games that came later, this is this is where all that DNA came from. So yeah. yep. I I think they this is going to be really neat. It's going to be fun to watch people kind of encounter it for the first time. It looks like they're staying really faithful to it, but it also looks like they might be doing some cutscenes because there's certainly in that intro, there was a bunch of stuff that was like rendered differently. Like normally it would just be, you'd be watching the sprites do their thing. And in this, there were cinematic camera angles and stuff like that. So it looks like they might be doing some really cool stuff with it while staying very true to it. If I had one request, if there's only one thing that I, I wish they would change and put in this game. Mm. There have been rumors forever that he was in it and cut, but that Luigi was originally planned to be in the first Super Mario RPG. Even if it's just a recolor of Mario, it's time. Put Luigi mm. back in Put Luigi game. in, okay. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Isn't that the thing you do at Nintendo if you're going to redo something or make something new? You're like, and you might see Luigi in the game. It's just <laughs> they love doing that. So why not? This be a good game for that. Bo, do you, do you have any experience with this game? It's awesome. I definitely played Paper Mario on Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. and I remember liking it a lot. Mm. And uh, it's a neat, I, you know, I was watching the trailer. I hadn't seen it until you showed it on the video stream on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, just look for Scott Johnson on YouTube. You'll find our live show there if you're listening. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it looks charming, looks interesting, might be a pickup. Maybe. I mean, it, you know, it's a, it's a nostalgia that doesn't hit as strong for me. I'm mm. like, oh, I remember that. That's great. I don't know if it's going to turn into a purchase, but looks cool. I bet you this game's 59 bucks. That's my only real beef about it. I don't know that for sure until they say, but that's the new standard for the mid-tier remake, lower-tier price, and then big new things are 69 I can't see Nintendo selling this for 49 or less. So that's the only thing I'm bummed about is I just know it's going to be really expensive. But... I don't know. Maybe it'll be totally worth it, and I'll dust off my switch for this. It will um, be a tempting pickup on sale game. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. I will try and find my switch for this, which I'm sure just made a lot of Zelda fans very angry. They're like, you wouldn't look for it for Zelda, but you'll go look for it for a remake of a game you already played. Yes. Yeah. Well, that that's because the... you're not getting turn-based action in your Final Fantasies anymore. You need to get it from somewhere. You got to get it someplace. Right. Exactly. Right. You're either going to play another Final Fantasy game or an old Square Mario game. Whatever you're going to do, you're going to get it. I'm really excited about it. This is a huge deal to me, and I will. I think this is a game I I will get. It comes out in October. And uh, no one knew about it until the direct. There was a couple of rumors that day, but prior to that, nobody was talking about it. So that's yeah, kind of everybody a good was. Get. I I will say there was a lot of hype around this, and the other big one I saw a lot was uh, Chrono Trigger. Yeah, which was not talked about. Um, you know, we'll have to see if they ever do that. It does still feel weird to me that Chrono Trigger. Literally, anytime there's a hint that they're doing something with Chrono Trigger, when it came to Steam, it like immediately skyrockets to on, you know, trending on Twitter and everybody's just so excited about it. And yet Square Enix still kind of seems to pretend like that game never existed. They're so weird. They're so weird about (laughs) that game. The whole world thinks it's the greatest uh, JRPG ever made, period. Like it's always the consensus. They take everything new and old and that one ends up at the very top. And they act like it doesn't exist. You think you think that those kind of point kind of points to maybe a rights issue? I guess you know could be, but they still work with those guys. They still all work with each other and stuff. Like uh, um, they used uh, what's his name's art again and and direction for um, Dragon Age Eleven or Dragon not Dragon Age Dragon Dragon Quest Dragon Quest. I keep doing that Dragon Quest Eleven, and that did really well. I, I don't think as far as I know, there's nothing like that. I don't know what their problem is. I think it's really, really, really weird. I was actually going to ask you, John, cause I almost bought it today. I almost pulled the trigger on it. Is the version on steam still bad? It's better. Okay. It's because the reviews um, are, the reviews have been really good on there since something changed. And I don't know it's what that probably was. the second best version of the game that you can get. Um, and it's close. I don't like the UI. It's better than what it was. The UI is still a little weird to me, but I got used to it and I got over it. Um, But it has the updated translation, which is really good. It has the bonus content, which is really good. The anime cutscenes are in there, which eh, they're hit and miss. They're not they're nothing amazing, but it's not bad to have. Um, It basically has everything, but the, the UI does lose a little something. And at a higher resolution, the classic art, um, looks a little weird and a little fuzzy and they did kind of like a remastered pass with it. Mm. And that looks really good on the character sprites. Like you look at the character sprites and you go, Oh my gosh, I'm going to play as this. This is, this is awesome. Mm. And then you get into the open world and you're like, Oh, this looks ugly. Something is broken. Mm. Something is broken and bad and has gone terribly wrong. So I don't like either art style a hundred percent on it. I, I think it, Nick, right? It desperately, uh, yeah. yeah, the Amber Nick would be a good place. I'm to play. playing it. There, I have it on there, and I've been considering a whole fresh, hot start on that again. And the I think thing that, that's best about the PC and the best version, which is the Nintendo DS version, is the retranslation. Chrono Trigger was notoriously translated very quickly, yeah. and there were a lot of things that were uh, kidified for coming to America on a Nintendo console that don't make a lot of sense. People getting drunk off soda pop and uh, <laughs> <laughs> like things that just don't make a ton of sense when you think about it, um, which... 
you know, some people might find charming. I was always a little confused as a kid. I'm like, why did they drink soup and all pass out? What happened? Mm. Uh, and weird. it's a very weird translation. The retranslation is really, really good. And uh, it has some tie-ins to Chrono Cross and stuff in there in the uh, DS version. So if you can play any version, the DS version's best. Uh, I would say then PC second best or just playing the original SNES if you have access to it. Also very good and very high up there uh, because it's going to look right. Right. Well, there's that. So they talked about that. Very exciting. Uh, they are. They didn't call it remake, by the way. It is a, obviously a complete remake. There's no other way to describe what we're seeing. But it's, they're just calling it Mar- Super Mario RPG. So. Yeah. Throw of, a year after it. Someone will remember yeah, what a year. I guess so. I mean uh, Doom I mean, did it, right? Doom did yeah. it. Doom twenty sixteen. We call it twenty sixteen, but it's just called Doom. That's the Yeah. But know. Doom wasn't a straight remake of Doom One from ninety two. It was like a whole new game, right? Whereas this is yeah, literally yeah. a remake of the game, the story, the music, the Although it seems like they're gonna be adding cutscenes and I think they'll you know, I don't think it's a strictly just up-res. like there's probably gonna oh, be unique sure. things. Yeah. That's I don't remember, so I couldn't tell you for sure, but that's the impression I got. <laughs> yeah, it looks awesome. So that's coming this fall. Uh also uh Super Mario Brothers Wonder is the other trailer they showed and uh talked about this is a proper side scrolling 2.5D, I would call it, uh, Super Mario game. And you might at first glance go, oh, this looks a lot like the new Super Mario Brothers games that came out on the Wii and then later the Wii U and uh, Switch and, and 3DS have kind of gone with the style and everything else. But it's different. The art style is a change. And some people don't like it. I think it looks freaking great. Um, I think it looks astronomically better than... Uh, new Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. And th- there's going to be people that think that's sacrilege, but I didn't play a lot of those new Super Mario Brothers games because it just felt like it lost some of the personality with what it became. And I can't, I can't find a better way to explain it than that. Like, it looked amazing. Every time I saw the character models and all that, I'm like, oh, it looks so good. But there's just it felt like there was something lost, like a level of charm that this feels like it's getting back. Yeah, I, I that's a great way of putting it. I've had a hard time putting it in words until this moment, um, because it is just it's it's clearly Mario. You don't look at it and go, oh, I wonder if this is a Mario game. It absolutely is a Mario game. But it they've adopted some stylistic choices here on character design and the way he runs and the way he jumps and the way it's animated, it just feels like somebody had some cool ideas and they're trying some shit that's new. And I'm kind of all for it here. Um, I, I, I'm I actually really excited. This, yeah. That I feel like there's a point in everybody's life where they get old enough to go, wait a minute, you're telling me that this guy eats mushrooms and gets big. <laughs> Whoa. And they get the, they, they're like, they get it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, everybody makes the little drug analogy with Mario. But now he eats <laughs> oh, flower seeds. Yeah. And the world goes batshit crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? You can't even hide that Mario is like a weird analogy for doing drugs anymore. It's just spot on. He's just really extra wearing it on his sleeve. Oh, yeah. This one's like extra psychedelic for sure. Yeah. It is. The, the tubes than, start turning into worms and inching I around. I can't think like of a crazy. Mario. Like, I know Mario's full of creativity and colors and, and 
wonder as this is called, but this looks really extra cracked out. Yeah, I agree. I think the leaning into it is a really fun idea. Also, he turns into an elephant. And that's and actually that's like you do you, you, you do notice, yeah, the elephant thing. Isn't the elephants like from Dumbo, the pink elephant? I don't know if Dumbo was doing it's uh, that style, yeah, kinda, you know. But yeah, like at first the art style was a little bit like, ooh, this looks a little weird, but then as I see all the psychedelic shit, I'm like, oh no, this is like really well done. Like yeah. I think anyone <laughs> feeling a way about it should like try it first. That's what this tells me when I watch the trailer. It looks really yeah. It actually looks pretty sick. It honestly. looks really, really good. I'm I'm excited about this one. Just I like the I like the classic gameplay of the 2D side scroller Mario's anyway. I like the 3D stuff too, but um like I say, it's just it's just been a bit. The last one we got again was a port from a Wii U game that nobody played when no one bought a Wii U. So it's been a while and I'd like a fresh take. I like the weird psychedelic stuff and I want to be an elephant for a little while. With the Mario yeah, hat on. I think and, the use of the word fresh is kind of appropriate. It does feel like it's the genre, but it's fresh. Yeah. Fresh new take. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, both of them are coming October. Uh, I thought one of them was November, but they're both saying October now. So maybe uh, maybe I had November in my head and I was wrong. But I think you're getting them both then. Quick side note, no sign of uh, Metroid Prime 4 at all. They keep bringing this thing. Well, they don't bring it up. They brought it up once, and then they never said anything about it again, those bastards. So I don't know what that means, except I'm not holding my breath for Metroid Prime 4 anymore. I used to. I don't now. Don't hold your breath. No, don't hold your breath. Next console, maybe, you know? Although I feel like people are hearing that and saying, oh, John says it's not coming out. I just mean don't literally hold your breath. Yeah, you'll die. You don't want you'll people die. to die. Yeah, John's trying to help you, people. He's not trying to he's not trying to cause you your pain. He's trying to help you Metroid survive. Prime would be a real good new system seller agree or christmas seller yeah but so what so year early for that but we're like four years five years since they announced it something like that it's starting to feel like vapor so i don't know they do this sometimes right they they wait twilight princess is supposed to be a gamecube game and it was but it also launched the wii um yeah. Uh, what was the other one? I feel that was like, like there's that? always that. No- like, yes, you're right. There's always a notorious like end of platform life game that comes out right at the end and ends up going on both consoles. And I, I can see Metroid being that. And title. Breath of the Wild, the- same thing. Breath of the Wild was supposed to be a Wii U game, and they ended up coming out on both. There is a Wii U version of Breath of the Wild out there because they launched them simultaneously. They did the exact same thing, generation over generation. I I mean, it's not normally Metroid, but I, I have a feeling that, first of all, I have a prediction. Next year is when they announce a new console. Whoa. And, yep. And the year after it's that, time, it launches. Right? Yeah. I think, well, it is time because 2017 has been a bit, right? It's been, how many years is that now? I can't think. I can't do the math. Eight years? Six years. Six years? 23 to 17. March 3, 2017. Eight, six? Six? Wait. Hold on. 17. 18, 19, 20, 21. 10 minus 7 is 3, and then we're 2023, 20, so 3 plus 3 is 6. Six years, you're right. Look at you, math. Is that, what's, what's the average of a console lifespan? 10 year, or no, 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 sorry. F- uh, five it's got to be less than 10 years, yeah. like 5 to 8 or something? Or Well, okay. Damn. 2013 for the PS4 and Xbox One, 2020 for the new consoles. So that was 7 years. Everyone's saying 6. So the average might be 6. Yeah. And so we're due. We're due. We're due. I'd love it. Even anyway. if it's just Switch 2, like just an, inc- you know, I, I don't see, I don't see what kind of experimental thing they do that kind of trumps 
what they do, like they have, especially. Bless you. Bless you, Bo Schwartz. Did you guys hear oh that? Gosh. That was a long buildup, and I was like, is he going to mute for it? I was trying. That's what I was holding for. I was looking for my mute button. It's hard when you have to sneeze. You can't find it as easy. I've done well, that. I put my Discord on the second. It's a lot of real estate between where my mouse was and the button, and I missed. I clicked something, but it wasn't the mute button. Sure. Um, where were you headed I think, with that? Oh. I, yeah, I think I've said it before, so I don't want to beat a dead horse or anything, but I think with the popularity of Steam Deck, I think they just do Switch 2. Yeah, like better, better, like better stuff, better buttons, better screen, better, better store, please, please, better you know, store, yeah. better cheap, better CPU and stuff in there would not complain. Yeah, but um, I don't think they need to do like, a, oh, you wear this console on your head this time, like it's just in the, you know, it's, it projects to the TV or the wall from your head. I'm with you 100. Like, percent Do not try just, to overthink it. Just make a good follow up to the switch. Just make a better Steam Deck, uh, yeah. basically, and keep the library. Holy shit! Yeah, let me play this. You switch make games. everyone buy everything again. Yep, and blow our minds. Have have Breath of the Wild have a performance patch, and suddenly it's running at 60 consistently on the new one. Like, yeah, like, dude, some of those things put, would really go put, a long put way. Put a big to make picture of me up on there and say, like, look at these haters. We're gonna make a console <laughs> that even they'll love. I can't wait to talk about frame rate later with Final Fantasy because I got some bad news for so many people. Uh, all right, <laughs> moving on. There's just a little tease, just a little tease. People really liked our frame rate conversation. They sure did, didn't they? I don't know if they did or not. I don't think they did. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Here's this. Let's get to what we played. Oh, I forgot the Patreon thing. Hold on. Why did I? Why did I miss that? Oh, I put it in the wrong place. That's why. That's what I meant to push. Hey, uh, we got a, a patron message. This is from Taz. We all love Taz. Taz is great. Oh, we love our patrons. Yeah, Taz. Taz. Oh, Taz. I, do, I do also super love Taz because he made the magazine. He's done a lot of art assets for frog wrestling without yeah. me even asking. Just send them to me. Yeah, he's just freaking great. And he he's he's even pinged me about maybe doing help me with some video stuff. The guy's just awesome. And we love him. He wrote in and says, which gamer franchise do you guys, uh, would you guys like to have a new or different developer on? Thanks, Taz. Um, I thought a lot about this. Like, what, what dev do you love that you'd like to see do a game that maybe isn't theirs? And for me, it would probably be um, let... Oh, now I've forgotten what I had. I had it in my head. I got this question. <laughs> John, do you, have one that, do you have one that popped into your head while I sat here and struggled to capture my thought that I had? I don't know. I want to do the sarcastic, smart-ass answer of give all the Blizzard properties to developers who will actually make video games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Um, oh, but I know. I, I don't. Know. I don't know if that's my actual answer, but I definitely feel it in my heart. There is a you know, but what if you guys actually made video games? <laughs> Uh, for me, it would be let Nintendo make a Sonic game. And I mean a proper mm, Sonic game, good. not not yeah. Mario and Sonic at the Olympics or any of that BS. I mean like a straight Sonic the Hedgehog game. Have the Mario team or somebody like them who knows, you know, platforming better than anybody make a make us uh, one of those. And I may be I may crowing a bit because Sonic uh, Superstars, I think is the name of the new one coming out. That looks really good. That looks like, I mean, it looks really good. I don't know how it plays yet. So maybe that'll be all I'd ever need. 
but this there's this age old like console wars of old sort of thing where I want to see one company make the other, and I want to see what Sega's Sonic looks like in the hands of of Nintendo. So there's there's mine. Um, I like your Blizzard one though. That's not bad. Yeah, I do wish. I wouldn't. Just- I wouldn't be opposed to seeing a uh, non Nintendo, and I know technically Metroid Prime does fall into this, but like I would like to see like capcom's resident evil team do a a metroid Mm. like go full survival horror with metroid oh that sounds actually pretty interesting because they can because they would keep it in the vein of what metroid is i like that actually a lot i don't yeah hmm that's not bad that's pretty good Bo, anything you want Interesting question, but I can't think of too much. The only thing that comes to mind is maybe we get someone other than Wizards to work on D&D. <laughs> Why not? Why not? I say I'm sure. Not, I'm not. not, not I've given my preference for the, the TSR days, not that maybe those are great days, you know, whatever, without wading into the whole thing, but definitely aesthetically and stuff. I'm just, you know, some, some I, I it just needs a, uh, We'll see what they do with 5.5 or 1, as they're calling it. No, is that still but, they've stuck uh, to that? I remain pretty skeptical. I'm, I think the current direction's like just kind of okay. It's been quiet great. on that front. Have we heard anything new or anything happened since we last talked about it? No, nothing. I did see the D&D movie finally, though. It's fun, it was, right? Did you like it? No, not oh, really. Oh, I'm it surprised was, to hear this. I had a great time in that was, movie. I mean, it's, a, it's like a great time movie, but like... Not a great time for Bo. Well, it's just, you know, I mean, the villain is Hugh Grant, who just steals the guy's daughter. Well, not really. He was the he, he's like, the useful tool in the hands of the actual villain, right? Who's, you know, like, here, they're, they're red wizards. They make the undead. That one's bad. That's all I know about it. Like, it wasn't, it didn't, it was... It was a great ad for D and D, I guess, but it was not that good, in my oh, opinion. I did not I enjoy it, it very much. That's it was okay. A, I'm so I didn't surprised. have a bad time. Yeah, but I'm, I wasn't, I'm not like I'm never going to watch it again. <laughs> like, like it wasn't wasn't great or good. You know, I they definitely. I mean, I like the Warcraft movie better than this movie uh, by by a long shot. You know what I mean? Really? Like, is it because it didn't take insane? Its, that is insane. But is it? Oh, be- you are an insane person. But I, then I just remembered is, how much you loved the prequels, so it's fine. War, Warcraft is very memorable. It has very good cinematic memorable no, moments. Isn't. Even if the ending, yeah, the opening up to the title card is like beautiful. I couldn't even tell you what it Duncan is. Duncan Jones did a great job with as best he could with that movie. There's problems, but it's way the D and D movie was like pretty like mid. I would say. Wow! Like wasn't bad, wasn't good. It was I, I. I was like, man, people really hyped this thing up. I did not think. It, I, did you? I don't want, want to say anything bad about it. It wasn't. It was watchable. Did you want a more self serious, a more self serious take on the whole thing? Is that what you were aiming for? Because this was obviously it very. Just didn't almost, have. It just didn't have anything interesting going on in there. That's what I mean. It's like did, okay. Um, I like got a question. Did, yeah. did getting to level one hundred in Diablo rob you of your sense to feel joy? <laughs> Yeah, uh, maybe that's entirely possible. I saw. Have it you after. been happy ever since that moment? Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, but no. I we watched. I was like, we, we, I was like, made an effort. I said to finally D and D movie was gonna be great, and I was just just didn't I do it. it. I, I didn't. I just 
it was just like every other movie like that, you know, like let's uh, make wisecracks and let's put the marketing products in here. Didn't care for the fat dragon. There's no, there's no rhyme or reason to any of it. If like there was a town whose food went missing and then it was like, what's like, if it was a punchline to something, it's like, Oh, it's a fat dragon. He's got goblin or taking the, it was just, no fat's funny. Here's a random dragon. and He's fat. And it's like, it was just like so, like uh, committee. You know, we made this in a committee table, and we test marketed what people like, and you know, it was made by Hasbro. Was it made by uh, somebody? I think who had something awesome behind it. In my opinion, I yeah, that seems I did not totally like wrong to me. But that's <laughs> well, I mean, it's just taste. I didn't enjoy it. What do you want me to do? You know, no, like, no, no. It it's fair not, point. It's fair point. The fat, the fat dragon, as pointed out by Doctor Tolbert in the chat, is uh, I think. He's some lore dragon, right? He's in some book thing. He's part of the. Could be. They didn't explain shit in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. mean, you never know with uh, you never know with internet stories. But I had heard that uh, the fat dragon was something that the filmmakers had to fight for. Wizards did not actually want the fat dragon in there. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And these are guys that play. They have a regular game. Uh, Jonathan is a character that what's his name plays um, the director. I can't think of his name. The guy that was in Freaks and Geeks. Can't think of his name. Anyway, he his character in D and D is Jonathan, oh, and he. Hang on, I think people are misunderstanding me. I don't not like the fat dragon. It had nothing. It was random. Is the point? It mm. was everything was random in that movie. Mm. And if you recognize it because you read some R.A. Salvatore or whatever, then great. <laughs> You know, but like it was not, it was not good. Like it was just not that good. There's no compelling villain. And it, it, it was Chris Pine's character was weird. He's a family man, loves his daughter, but also he's a scoundrel. Like what? Like that. Yeah, like, scoundrels are notorious for hating weird. their daughters. That they is hate weird. their kids. They just hate them. They just no, always, but you, you know the way like, that scoundrel. You, you know the way the movie's presented. You, you know the way the movie's presented. It just felt like, I don't know. It just made no sense. And it didn't even have the wink, wink. They're like players playing. There was like none of that. That's implied. There was none of that really in the movie. Mm. And uh, I don't know. I just didn't enjoy it. I thought could have done way better. Thought the uh, I thought you would end up liking. It was better than what came before. If you're looking at it like, well, yeah, like the absolute shite that came before it, then yeah, you're gonna think this movie's pretty good. But I don't. Did you? Did you? You didn't even like the fact that the sorcerer was basically Nash effing up every spell he ever did. You didn't. You didn't even. You didn't even like that part, right? Oh, the young, the young lad. Yeah, the little sorcerer, sorcerer guy who kept effing up all his spells. He kept. (laughs) He was a shit, shit shit wizard. I I thought the actors was okay. I like Michelle Rodriguez. Like I like. I I wouldn't blame the performers on anything. I think the set design and costumes are fantastic. Like there's a lot. There's a lot to say. Like great job, but the movie itself was boring suck i'm so surprised like, it was by the this. kind of mid i sucked is too strong but like you know i was definitely like i can't believe how unexcited i am after having watched that but maybe it's a victim of hype i just know i'm not gonna watch it might again. be a dgm thing maybe gms don't but i'll like watch it. warcraft again for sure i don't know i i heard kyle i heard from kyle who was one of the ones that i was really curious about because kyle has some of the most bizarre tastes of any human being on the planet. And I know he listens to core, so he know he will hear that. Yeah. I think that's part of Kyle's charm. I right. like that he 
exists on a different spectrum and he saw it and he he really, he really loved okay it. so it's so not just gms I, it's not just gms i i think bo have you tasted a strawberry since you got to level 100 <laughs> in diablo no i mean i've seen a good movie since diablo like um i got guardians 3 was pretty good yeah. i like guardians 3 yeah uh yeah. well look it's all it's all um like I don't need movies to be amazing. Right. I'm not that kind of a film critic. I, I like Michael Bay Transformers, like because it's a good time. Oh. I thought this movie was like kind of just mid. It was not good. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to tell people. Have you, seen, you liked it? You liked it. That, I don't. I won't take that away from you. Have you seen that but new I, the new Transformers? I'd be curious about your take. No, on no, but I'm sure it's like like kind of terrible, but still good because it's transformers well i'm excited because beast wars is cool and i don't even care what the reviewers say i kind of i still want to see it so sure. we'll see. yeah no I'm, i mean i'm in like i you know again i, I wish they'd had it's another one i wish hasbro would treat better on the movie side like as much as i like the transformers movies like yeah they've you know they kind of the bay era definitely massacred the franchise for sure yeah and Bumblebee seemed to be giving hope that we'd be returning to G1. That's why this new Rise of the Beasts is like, seems like G1 sort of ish. Yeah. yeah and I'm, so I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know. But it's set but in 19. 19- there's, some, there's some weirdness there. They're messing with Wheeljack or something like that. Well, it's set in 1994 is the year. And they're, uh, it, it is in, it, it is in universe with Bumblebee, with the Bumblebee movie. But that's yeah. all I know about it. So I don't know what wheel the wheeljack. No, but the deal weirdness is. was like I think there's a mirage character that they're calling wheeljack, or wheeljack doesn't look quite like wheeljack. I don't know. Somebody gets an idea in their head they're going to take artistic license in a way that you know it's just like uh, yeah. I don't mind but, them uh, redesigning. See it, you know, I don't mind them re- redesigning these characters. I just don't like it when they change, when they bring somebody in that was never there, because they're like, hey, we got. I don't know. I, I forget who's even in it. Oh, uh, Pete Davidson's in it. He plays the mirage character thing. And I don't, I don't like it when they're like, Hey, we're going to build a character around the casting. Like I'd rather them just make a good character. Yeah. I remember hearing there was like massive rewrites because they were so impressed with him or something to that effect. Mirage being a goofball definitely sounds bad because Mirage is like a soulful samurai type character. Yeah. So that sounds terrible. That does sound bad. (laughs) Oh, well, oh, well, what are you going to do? Hollywood. Can't blame Bay for this one. Well, he's still executive producer, but still. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Go ahead, break it down. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Let's move on now to what we played. I'll only do a little of this again. Okay, we know what that is. Let's get right to it. Uh, We played some games, and mostly, uh, for me, they were the shared games. I played a bunch of Diablo 4 and Final Fantasy 16. Let's start with Final Fantasy. Uh, John and I both got it for for our PlayStations 5. Is that how you'd say it for plural PlayStations? Our Mm. PlayStations 5, I think, is how you'd say it. I might be right, but it sounds wrong. It sounds stupid. Um, we played, uh, I think, almost about. Well, how far did you get to the place? Uh, let's let's call. I don't want to spoil anything. Let's call it. Uh, uh, let's call <laughs> yeah. it Joshua's Temple. Did you get there? Joshua's Temple. It's a series of uh, challenges no, and a bunch no, of elevators. Okay, I'm a little heavy there. Then. 
I can't believe I'm ahead of John Jagger in a Final Fantasy game. I don't. What are you playing? Story or are you playing arcade? I'm playing story. So I'm. Okay, I'm playing arcade. Oh well, that sh- it should hurry you more. Well, anyway. No. Oh, you know what I did? Story is easier combat. It is, but what you do is you take. All it is is it gives you those rings or not, right? No, no. I thought doesn't. that was it. It's a, it's a difficulty adjuster. Oh, you still get the rings. So should I be on? Oh no, I'm not on story. I'm on the whatever the next one is. There's two settings. I'm on the there's one that one isn't for easy. fighting, and there's one for story. I'm on the fighting. That's yeah. the one I'm on. Okay. All right. Well, we're the same one. Are you equipping any of the rings? I have the ring for the slow mo dodge. Which okay. I, I I like a lot. Are you I, reading all the text? I am. Are you going into active time lore and reading about the world? Uh, occasionally, but only when I'm confused. Like, oh wait, I thought this guy was with the whatevers. Oh no, he's not. Here's active time lore to tell me different. And but are not you doing all the side quests. Uh, so far, I've done two. So I guess the answer to that is no. <laughs> Okay, so, well, that's probably it. That's probably why I'm ahead. When you got to a field of mini-bosses, did you take the time to fight every single one of the mini-bosses? No. Did you do that? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Why did you fight all of them? I thought they were there just for set dressing, like. I don't want to. These are all, they're all boss fights. I had to get prepared, man. I had to get ready. I had to go fight. That was rough. Also, I kept hoping I would get my potions back because I got to that field with three potions and that was it. And I knew there would be a boss fight coming up. I was like, this could be this could be a problem. And all I really ended up doing by fighting all those bosses, I I think I ended up getting a potion from it. Yeah. But I ended up using two. So I I went into that (laughs) boss fight with like two potions. I was like, all right, well. Yeah. I just can't get hit. Yeah, there's a little bit of. Uh, I've only had one one major fight where potions became a problem, but it's a lot. It's a little bit further than where you are, so I won't talk about that fight. But it was a bummer. That one was hard. But anyway, we're both playing the game, and uh, he, my initial impressions after playing the demo were couldn't be higher. I was like, man, that was a, that's an. I cannot wait to play this game. Like I played it Monday. Can I, can I ask a question? Yeah. Is it, or, is it okay if I interrupt? Yeah. What? Because I didn't. I've watched a lot of people play the demo and watch the game, mm-hmm. and when I watch it, I don't feel that. I don't feel that. Yeah. So I want to know. Like I want to hear. Like what is it about the experience of playing it that like made you feel like you wanted to play it more? Because it's some games. It's obvious. You're like, oh, he's enjoying it, and I, it looked like I had enjoyed it too. This was more. And it was I watched John play. I watched you play. I watched some other streamers play. Because I was trying to figure this out. You guys seem to be enjoying it, but watching it, I wasn't like, I want to play this. I was, so what's going That's on? That's a fair point. Um, I think on the surface, it does, it probably looks to some to be just sort of a derivative Game of Thronesy sort of take on story. It looks like, uh, you know, Devil May Cry kind of combat. If you're, if you're not in the middle, if you're not playing it, it definitely looks like that. And it probably should, given some of the folks that are on the team that are building yeah, up. But know, what, what was the feeling though? It was like, oh, were you hooked by the story? Were you looking forward to the next fight? Like, so there were two, the, there were two things that worked for me. I'll say, I think I'll say for me, it's both. Like yeah. I'm, I am all in on the story and the story is being paced out like in such a way that, um, it's actually really nice because the story doesn't leave you on the hook for things too long. Like I was watching some, I think I was watching a review for the game and I saw a clip of Clive fighting Benedicta up on top of the tower. And I was like, 
Uh, it, like she had wings sprouted out of her and I was like, oh, God, I saw a spoiler. I guess we're going to fight her on a tower. Yeah. That looks like a late game fight right there. Nope. It's very, nope. <laughs> it's very early in the game. And I was like, oh, I wasn't spoiled by anything at all, uh, actually. And like it, it does a good job of hitting those beats where you're like it introduces someone. You're like, oh, there'll be a there'll be a boss later. Oh, no, they're a boss now. Uh, oh, I'm going to be wondering who the identity of this person is going to be for a lot. Oh, nope, I know who they are. But a lot of times those narrative uh, answers bring additional questions. So it's like, oh, we're trying to figure out who did this thing. Well, the game will tell you who did it. But with that comes two more questions about like, well, why and what's this relate to this? Um, so narratively, I'm I'm hooked. Like, it's a very well told story. It's a very interesting world. Um it's dealing with some interesting concepts of, you know, I think one of my more preferred lines in the story is, and they call us dominance because it's exploring this concept of like, we literally have these all powerful beings, but we treat them like shit. Mm -hmm. We treat them like tools. Um, in addition to, you know, there is literally a caste system of, you know, servants called the branded. So there's, there's all sorts of these interesting, uh, narrative constructs. But then on top of it, I think the combat is insanely fun. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not just a case of it's serviceable. To me, this is like this is like Mass Effect 2, where it's like the action part of the game came in conjunction with the story part of the game to create something even better altogether. Like... I look forward to both elements. I get a cutscene and I go, hell yes, let's let's see it. Let's go. Mm -hmm. I get to an action fight. I'm like, let's do it. I'm ready. I'm going to work on this combo in my head because I've in between during all these cutscenes, I theory crafted that like, OK, I can do a force strike into a fireball, which usually knocks him back. So if I do a chase strike to that and then switch to Garuda for this and then hit him with this, I can turn that into the like I'm thinking about how to chain bigger combos and how to be a more effective fighter outside of the fights, then going into the fights, trying those things out. And the game supports that. Mm -hmm. And it's it's really, really cool the way it, it all comes together. Then on top of that, I'm just a sucker for like big kaiju action type stuff and this thing feels like this thing feels like a game of thrones story with some devil may cry action and then every now and then we take a break to watch a godzilla movie yeah it's so freaking good and when the godzilla movie happens you're just like holy shit why did it escalate to this and uh there's a series of cutscenes, scott you'll know what this is where you go from like big insane Godzilla action and you're like, all right, well, surely we're going to take a breath and then it gets bigger yeah. and then it gets bigger. And then they're just like, oh, have you been enjoying all the action? Well, here's an insane cutscene not related to anything else that's just as big and crazy. And it's just like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's that's overload to, to answer Bo's original question. That's it. You just described it. Um, I think you're dead right about the combat. I think you're right about the story. These these are all I agree with those 100 percent so far. There's a lot of melodrama, but that's you know it's Final Fantasy. It's what you get. But the um, the thing that won me over is a combination of amazing voice acting. Like I really buy these people for the first time in Final Fantasy history. I actually buy these people. Um, it's it's a very earnest job on the acting. It's incredible. Uh, having Lorath again is weird, but whatever. 
I, my, I really like him now. That character's great. Sid's amazing. It is a little. You've been hearing him a lot for the past yeah. couple weeks. It's kind of jarring when you first hear him, but once you get used to him, it's fine. But the uh, the scale, Bo, at to which you are fighting weird, crazy shit, or those things are fighting each other, just the the spectacle that you're witnessing, and then oftentimes participating in, and you're like, oh, I'm controlling this. Holy shit! I can't, how is even how is this even in a, in a video game? Like multiple moments like that. I've been in enough like even mini boss fights that feel like ends of other games to me. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm not used to that. Like I'm not used to feeling like, Oh, okay. Like you were talking about that fight with her on the roof that, that felt like the, the end of a video game. Yeah. And it, and it, it would did. be both in like how the, both in the challenge of the fight and the scale of the fight where yeah. I was just like, Oh Lord, this feels like the end of the game. Yeah, it's insane that stuff. I that's what really won me over is that combination of things. It's not perfect, and here's my first complaint about the game. And the and this came in part three of my playthrough. Part one being the demo, part two being a three-hour run of the first part of the game yesterday. And then today, or no, that was where however I did it. Anyway, last night during my third uh stream of the game. I hit the most meandery story part this game has given me so far, and I really hope it's the last one because I, I think it really screeched to a halt for a bit. Um, it picked right up after that screech, but there was a whole moment of like, a moment, a whole hour it felt like or more of, we're going to a town, we're talking to these people. They are all telling me the longest sob story. But not only that, they're telling me the same sob story. She's going to tell me the story. And then this other guy is going to tell me the thing. And it's the same story with the same sad music. And I'm going to have to listen to both of them because I don't want to skip any of this. Okay, are they done? Oh, I have to backtrack because they they got a bridge to be fixed. Fine, I can do that. But then I got to hear that guy's sob story. I think they got to... There is a section of this game I just think is horrible pacing that I went through. That when it gets up back on track, it's great. I'm back on track. Let's go. But there's a whole swath there. I was just like, holy shit, you guys. This is terrible pacing for what I've already, you know, maybe you've, maybe you set the bar too high already with all this insane action. And now suddenly you're dragging your feet. Uh, I don't know if I've gotten to that yet. You might not have. Enjoy it. (laughs) Let me see if I can talk around spoilers. There was a person back in. Sid's base. Yeah. Well, there's going to be some spoilers, but early stuff is what I'll spoil. The other stuff. There's a person who's unconscious at Sid's base that eventually wakes up. Okay. And then you leave with that person to go start the next leg of the adventure. Is yeah. that what you're talking about? Or was this before that? This is after that, but it's, it's a ways after that. Like I, oh, geez, I, you're way further than me. I'm pretty Holy far. Hell, you're, I'm pretty you're far. You're screaming through this game, Scott. All right. Well, yeah, I'm oh, at that. So I haven't seen it like, wait, 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 I got a problem. No, <laughs> I look, I've been, like I said, most of the interactions I've really enjoyed and I'm, I like these cutscenes. They're great. And I'm not, I'm not skipping stuff. But when I got to this place in town, it was almost impossible not to. And in most of the cases of the dialogue, you can't, you have to let it play out or skip the whole scene. I'm not going to do that because I need the story. But these people are just, that's the most dry ass town. It sucked there. I hated it there. And I felt like I was never getting out of there. And it just felt out of place. It just didn't feel feel like the rest of the game. And now I'm in a place where it 100% feels like the rest of the game. Like it's like immediately as soon as I got through there, 
after that slog, it went, all right, back to it. And I was like, all right, this is what I was talking about. And it's, and it's been insane ever since. Um, and when I finally put it aside this afternoon to get ready for the show, I was at a point where I did not want to get off. I was really enjoying it. So for me, it's just a blip in an otherwise stellar experience so far. And I've had some people say, well, I hear you can just basically play this game with one button and barely pay attention. And I guess so. If you're going to do the easy story mode, plus you're going to add all the trinkets that make you do certain things. But I found. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing is so I, I have seen this criticism and, uh, hey, people, don't believe everything you see on the internet. Yes, if you play on story and you equip all the rings, including the one that literally says equipping this ring will make it to where you execute combos pressing one button, then yes, stupid, you can play the entire game with one button. That's what you equipped that ring for, dumbass. Like, let me just be clear. If you're going to complain about something that you equipped on your character doing what it said it was going to do, you're a moron. Yeah. So if that's what you're looking for, you can create that experience. Absolutely. But you're doing it intentionally. Yeah. So I think there's some, I think there is a disingenuous argument out there of people saying like, it's just one button press over and over again. Yet if you make it so, and guess what? That's for some people. That's how they've chosen to do their accessibility options and kudos to them for including it. Right. Like, I don't think we should be criticizing the game for trying to include options think it's, for other people. You think it's dumb that it's rings though? Like, shouldn't it just be menu options? Well, I, I mean, I don't, I think it can go either it's way. It's kind of the same effect. Like, it doesn't really, the, other, the, the reason I like it. It feels like in lore, it's a ring that exists. You found the ring of monochrome or I don't know what, like you found the ring of one button combos, you know, it's like, right. Is this in canon? You know, but if it's a setting, you're like, well, the settings aren't in canon. It's just to tailor my experience. To well, that's a kind of what I like too. It also see, the, and this is where because at first I was a little bit weirded out by it. I'm like, really, I'm going to put this in a slot? Okay, uh, I don't know about that. But what happens later, I think anyway, if you're gonna if you play the game long enough, you realize, oh, there are other better yeah. in slot items. I'm going to have to get rid of that and use something like that helps me get better healing during boss fights or something that lets, um, I don't know. That that makes it worse, right? Then it's like, well, so if you have a disability and let's say you need these accessibility options, that's well, a fair. That that's you a fair can't point. Use the magic. You can't, I found the one ring. I can't use it. I no, you're you're not wrong. Not you, if you look at it from that's that perspective, the most ableist thing ever. Yeah, from <laughs> that perspective, that's actually a good point. I, I didn't thought of it that way. But had yeah. I had I approached it as someone with uh, somebody less abled, I would be like, oh, well, shit. I, I really don't get would. me wrong. I'm, I'm fine that these options are in the game. That it was. It was just the ring. The fact that the rings, like they're equivalent items. I think in in my opinion, I I think a menu option is better. I don't see any issue with the ring. I mean, if you're going full tilt on the rings to make the game easy, you can do it without trivializing all your inventory slots. Like yeah. they're pretty powerful. Um, and they do different things. I don't think it, it necessarily is the end of the world, but, um, you know, is it too cutesy for its own good? Maybe I do like that. It, uh, tattles on you, puts it up on the screen so that when idiots get on the internet and go, look, you can do it with just one button. You get to see the buffs literally oh, right nice. there <laughs> telling them, Hey, they've equipped the ring that makes them do it all in one button press. So, you know, but you have well, to know well, that. Just- and that's, 
that's the part that frustrates me is like for somebody on the outside curious about this game, if the first thing they see of it is a guy on the internet pressing one button to just beat all the bosses and dodge everything, they don't what? know to look at that and go, oh, he's equipped accessibility items that make it to where that's doable. Well, I saw that tweet and I was sort of aware, but I wasn't, you know, I was like, not sure. I didn't play. I was like, maybe the game is really easy. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, like I didn't know, right? So it's like I didn't trust it based on what I was seeing. I was like, mm, I don't think this is a good source of information. Yeah. But um, there I were a lot of videos somebody, done. People were doing videos know. to get reactions where they were like, oh, here I am eating pizza, looking the other way, playing a game with a single button with my pinky. Isn't this funny? Like there was a lot of that going on. And then people were taking that as like, how could this game be so easy? This is stupid. And it's like, no, that guy put a ring in there that he knows does what it does. Like, I'm with John. Guess, that sucks. Yeah, and I, I don't fault people yeah. for leaning into the meme and being like, yeah, look, look at this fun thing I'm doing. It's the people that are trying to get out there and pretend like that's what the game yeah, is. I me. think the combat in this game is actually really good and can be challenging, although I will say the biggest challenge for me this game has presented is not having circle be the dodge button. Um, oh, yeah, hitting it all the time. I have gotten yeah. hit so many times because I press circle instead of R1. Yep. Uh, for dodge, uh, I you can remap it to be clear, but I actually think the controls are good by default yeah. and worth relearning with the way you chain combos because the combat gets really complicated. Mm-hmm. Like it, it has been building, and if you just played the demo, you know there is a there is a mode on the demo um, called the iconic challenge or something like that uh, that does unlock and give you a better idea of what comes later in the game uh, because it really does change it up because basically there's ways to chain through different sets of special moves which modify what your buttons do so now instead of it just being you know well all i all i really felt like i was doing was pressing square than triangle and occasionally dodging well eventually you're going to get to a point where it's you're comboing square triangle with circle circle only when an enemy staggers at 50% on this particular power set, then switch back to this. It can get insanely complicated. Mm-hmm. And I think that depth is a lot of fun to explore. I agree. And you, you've gotten, I haven't gone into that iconic mode, so I don't know the full length of it, but when I got my, without spoiling things, when I got my second tier of attacks, mm-hmm. that was a really good feeling. It was yeah. like, Oh my gosh, this opens this up wide. Like, look at the different ways I can approach this. I know that thing's going to react very poorly to this one ability. So I'm actually going to max out points on that. I'm going to do points on this thing. I got my flame sword. I got these weird combinations. Like this, the, 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 it has grown on me greatly because prior to this, I was worried. In fact, right as I got into the demo, I was worried because I just thought this isn't as cool as the combat in seven remake. I like that combat. I like the pause and make some choices. I still like that combat. It's very cool. And I was worried this was going to be not that cool. And whether it's cooler or not, it feels great and feels tactical. And I feel like every fight is, is it really $800 great. Um, <laughs> both like, let me drive home bigger, the point here. Like <laughs> much bigger. I, I, was a part of, I was a, I was a part of a big launch with Diablo 4 and it felt really great. And now, you know, everyone's going moving on to Final Fantasy 16. And here I am without a PlayStation 5. <laughs> and I'm, I'm feeling a little like, 
I'm not. Sh- I'm looking for reasons to not want this game, basically. Yeah. So because uh, it would involve, it would be eight hundred. You know, I'm in for eight hundred dollars. You know what I would do, Bob? And Bo, I think I don't I want do. to. You and should I'm, be so in. We'll be playing sh- till PC launch. Be in it. Be in uh, a year from now when it's on PC because that is coming there. Where even I though think they so. I think that's it. why I'm like so intense and in trying to f- figure out whether this is like worth dropping for the ps5 but i don't think so i think i mean you it looks know good, you're gonna get a can, ps5 eventually because you're gonna I don't play know, actually, 7 I, remake right no i've been rethinking that too i think i'm not gonna buy remake you're done you're just not gonna get it wait oh I, wait you're gonna wait till pc here here's the thing not that we need to make this about this topic again but i bought the switch for pokemon unite i don't touch it i bought the xbox for game pass i don't touch it mm. so i'm gonna buy playstation 5 for one game and not touch it mm. i am do not want to. I do not want to spend money on a console that I'm not going to use. Yeah, but I mean, should, I should, week, took mine so. from my parents, so yeah, exactly. I cannot. I cannot cast the. If stone that were an here. option, then things would be different. I might give it a go, but like it's just the whole like you know the hype behind it, and I was like it'd be fun to play, but I think it'll be okay. Yeah, I think, I, think I, I agree. I, I also think. I you think might. Yeah, they can. Although yeah. Rallosaur in the chat says sell those two and buy a PS5. <laughs> Tell what to his PC? He's not his selling his Switch PC. Switch and his Xbox. I don't oh, his Xbox. A, a well, PS5. no, yeah, and my Switch is like has tangential value as a handheld, right? And you know, I might play Zelda on it. I did I did get that as a birthday gift. I feel kind of guilty having not played it, not really liking it. Breath of the Wild, that is. Yeah, and um, and the Xbox is now my mother's uh, TV watching tv box. device it's not, yeah. it's not used for video games it's just strictly for, i'm not going to sell it we need it so sure uh yeah um okay. i used to have a uh, a console has to have at least five games that i can only play on it that i absolutely feel is a must-have before i will buy it and i've broken that rule several times and i've regretted it every time i've broken it yeah it's a good rule to have but it's also a hard rule you gotta wait a while for that to happen you do and actually that's why i never got a ps5 till i took one from my parents is i was still waiting to hit that five game limit i was like i was like all right well i want to play miles morales and then as i was waiting for that number to hit five that came out on pc i got it and you know it was kind of this constant like well i'll wait i gotta get i gotta get to that five i gotta get to that five before i get it and the nice thing about waiting and this is one advantage Bo, is you know maybe if you do end up getting it it'll be cheaper (laughs) you know if you do break down and say you know what i'm getting a ps5 because there's several things i want to get on it unlike nintendo consoles there's a good chance those games aren't going to be $60 or $70. I don't think that's likely to be the case. But I I, I will say this. I was going to save this for news. I forgot to write it in there. So this might be a good place to say it. Take it with a grain of salt because you never know with video game companies. They say all sorts of things. But the word is that the reason there is not a PC version of this game yet is because uh, they do not have the... Uh, resources team wise to do a proper PC port yet and they are working on it but they don't have the staff to put out something that they had confidence was going to not be one of these stories of a trashy PC port coming out so you know this team in general uh, has a good history of being very transparent the Final Fantasy 14 and now 16 team 
has in the past been very transparent about game dev and stories behind the scenes. I'm inclined to believe that when they say like, hey, we don't have the staff to put a day and date PC port out that's not going to be suboptimal and we want to do it right. I tend to believe it. Now, when one comes out, if it's broken and doesn't work, you know, hold their feet to the fire. But also that comment pretty much confirms what we already knew, which is they want to do it and they're working on it. Yeah, and they've had good success over there. They make a lot of money on PC and these remakes, they, you know, seven, seven remake worked out real good on there. You know, PC version of that hit the road running. It was great. No big issues that I'm aware of. So it would be great to see them take their time. Here's the other thing. All that discussion last week about frame rates and all the Sony people with their nose in the air talking about unlocked frame, not unlocked, but 60 frames per second on PS5 and this game. Uh, I, I hate to break it to you people. <laughs> this game is not a consistent 60. It's not even, it's barely ever a 60. I think I'm maxing it out around 40 in performance. I think it's mode. typical of launch Final Fantasies too. Uh, Final Fantasy 13 was like that as well. <laughs> Yeah, it's just particularly rough. on the Xbox 360. Although that makes sense because it's the Xbox, right? But still, I think even on PS4, the open world, they had slow. Remember 13 having slowdowns. PS3, man, and, um, it's PS3, right? Wasn't that PS3? PS3 I think probably yeah. two or three. It's probably three. Three, yeah. Two seems too early. Ten, yeah. ten, and all the X2 and all that stuff was uh, was PS2. It's but, you know they they because they're graphics bonanzas, so you know. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely, I guess what I'm saying is those people who are going, I can't believe in two days I'll be playing this 60 frame per second insane looking game and they can't get their space game to go higher than 30. It's not running very well at 60. I'm sorry. I hate to tell you that, but maybe just everybody knock off the, who, the, 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 the infighting on this sort of shit and everything will be fine. I guess I'm fueling it now, so I don't know why I'm bringing it up. I was going to say, like, you you are. I am. Throwing, I'm, I'm peeing on throwing the Throwing gas yeah. on it. As somebody who wanted to talk a little bit this week about what's going on with the FTC and Microsoft, but couldn't wade in the time that I had for show prep through the bullshit of fanboys arguing with each other over what Phil Spencer had to say. Yeah. I'm sick of it, man. Yeah, I don't even We're talk not about talking it. about that news story today. And if you wanted to hear us talk about it, you can blame the fanboys. Cause I didn't have time to wade through all the, they said, they said, shut the hell up. Yeah, it's bad. Just play whatever video game system you want to play and stop worrying about yeah, it. Yeah, it got real bad. Today was real bad because today was all the deposition stuff and they, they, uh, it's just, it's, it's impossible also to find sites that are really reputable to not try to pull this from some direction it didn't intend to go. Like, just tell me what they're saying up there. That's all I want. But that's not sensational enough. So, yeah, fanboys be damned. I hate it. I can't stand it. Was, it was rough today, and it'll it'll take a better picture. Maybe we talk about it next week once we've gotten a little clearer picture of how it's all going. But, ugh, it was bad. No. It was just really bad. Just, it's like just trying play to, games where you want, and don't worry about it. Companies are going to company. You should be against both of them, honestly. You shouldn't be waving a flag with a company logo on it. Let me tell you, as somebody who's covered exclusively Blizzard games for a long time, where that road ends, it's not with a big smile because the company loves you so much they're going to take care of you for the rest of your life. They don't even do that for their employees. Like, 
stop rooting for companies. Yeah. You root, should just be like, games. hey, I'm going to just play games that make me happy and go do that and stop rooting for a weird corporation that cares more about what's in your wallet than you as a human being. Amen. That's very well said. Anyway, Final Fantasy 16 is cool. You should play it if you have a PS5. <laughs> if you don't, wait for PC, I would say. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, we're it's a very big game, so neither of us are far enough to give you a full Although picture. You're yet, apparently blazing through. I had no idea you were so far. I'm That's not really. St- I'm not. I'm like I said. I'm not really skipping anything. Um, Do I you find, guys know how many hours roughly? Like, is, is, Final um, Fantasy tend to be long. It's probably. I feel like I saw thirty somewhere. Thirty hours. 30, but whoa, I, I don't know. thirty yeah. hours. Thirty to sixty, maybe. That's sixty short. if you do everything. If you're completionist, Hold maybe. On. Let's see. I can't remember uh, what I read. It's we had the conversation about how long your your Final Fantasy run Final was. Fantasy you were like sixteen. The for early games were really short, and you're like, I'm getting to the 100 hour games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I oh, I was. I don't know where I got the 30 hours from. 50 hours to finish the main story. Upwards of 75 hours of playtime. It's on the lower end of Final Fantasies. Remember that list you had had like 150, and you know had some real big numbers. Yeah. yeah. Although I will era. say the Pixel Remaster did a lot of work on cutting that down being able to fast forward mm. through random okay. battles was maybe it's real nice maybe it's fine i mean it's not a point of i'm trying to make of criticism because it's just it seems like there's so much um so many set pieces that that would lower the game to me set pieces always lower game time because they're not making like repetitive content it's like you play the set piece and it's done <laughs> like yeah. that was yeah. like five months of work and there's your two minutes you know like this well, and that's the thing yeah. with no random battles with every battle being like a no you went to a yeah. place and these were the set battles there that you're going to encounter like i think it's going to move a lot quicker so i actually like i i see 50 hours and i think wow this is actually kind of a long game because for a when you think about it more as a character action game, like if somebody came and said, uh, Hey, how, how long is the new devil may cry? And you're like 50 hours for the main story and up to 75, you'd be like, Jesus, that's a long character action yeah, game. Yeah, um, right, and right. I, I think you almost have to reframe it a little bit that way. Cause it does feel very different from an RPG. Um, although man, that some of those action sequences that f- not the first one that was in the demo. The second icon fight. Oh yeah, was so insane. It's unbelievable. And it just kept going. No. It was. Uh, I was just like, well, not, it's not going to get any bigger than this, and it did. Also, everything leading up to it, even like have that you got, whole section. Have of the you game gotten to the? Crazy. You did. I'll just say this doesn't spoil anything. Have you seen the? Let's just call it a guy on a horse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they just follow that up. Like yeah, that was right. After. I want you guys free to talk about it. I, I just don't, don't right, I don't yeah, want to. Well, let's just, talk about it. people. Like we're going to be using final fantasy names. They, they go from a fight between Ifrit and Garuda, the, where hmm. you, you are in control during that fight. And it's it, like I said, it feels like a Godzilla movie. It's, it's got all your big, like, literally tearing off arms and then the arms regrow and you see like the bones pop out and the muscle form around it while they're grabbing and like big crazy action that some of it is cinematic. Some of it is in control. It bounces back and forth between them and you're like, this is crazy. And that was right after you were fighting a giant icon as a little tiny human. Yeah. Like yeah, it did something. it. You start as a human fighting it and then you go to a big monster and then, and when it's all done, you're like, Oh my gosh, that was, 
That was insane and bombastic. They're like, oh, by the way, just for no reason, here's two armies fighting while a massive giant Odin fights Bahamut. And you're yeah. just like, why, why are you showing me this? I was already hyped. I'm still why not sure. You- I'm still not sure why we got to see all that. I don't know. It was so insane. Everything about that cut, because it was like this moment in the story where it was like, meanwhile, you know, and you're like, meanwhile, are you kidding? Look at this. This is main event in any other game. Any other game, this meanwhile is these people I'm never, I'm not going to see till later. I don't even know when I'm going to see them again. Like that stuff blows my effing mind. And I don't know if you got to, so you've seen the horse. Have you seen the sky wizard? Electro wizard bit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was in that fight. That's uh, he helped encounter. Yeah, Rama unbelievable. Is, in that, is in that Garuda Ifrit business, too. It's unbelievable. Like, those that whole icon scene. stuff is so, it's just so crazy. And I get that it is like, it, it is plucking that bone of like, it just finds the badass bone and just starts nudging it a bunch. Oh, yeah. But like, it worked 100%. I was trying to just be like, let's be realistic here. It's just, it's just models fighting each other. <laughs> you know, you try to walk it back a little bit. Yeah. But I can't, like, that is one of the coolest looking Odins I've ever seen. And it is insanely tall. It is like a giant monster Odin. It's not just like a guy on a horse. It is huge it's like mountain-sized horse yeah and then he's fighting a dragon yeah while other armies are fighting all around their their feet and i i just was like holy hell in the daytime too they're not hiding anything anything bad it's happening in the middle of daylight which is a weird look anyway because i'm used to these things like rain and dark and hiding all the seams you know but they're not it's like out in the open crazy insanity right in the middle of you know, like lunchtime. It's hard to explain why that scene hit me that way, but it was like, what time of day is it? How are they having this fight? Well, out here? If it was a movie, you'd be like, how do they have the CGI budget <laughs> right. for this? Right. Like, right. If it was a movie, you'd be floored. You'd be like, well, wait a minute. What movie in the right mind put yeah. the CGI budget for this thing? Like it's so cinematic in scale and everything leading up to that moment just is a constant escalation. Like, that whole tower sequence where it's just like fighting guys in the tower and you're like, all right, I'll climb the tower and fight a boss. And you do. But then the boss is literally like throwing the tower at you. And I love the escalation that it goes from. Here's a normal person. Here's a person using crazy powers. Here's a person using crazy powers, doing crazy things. Okay. Now you're going to fight an icon as a man and just see what that's like. Okay. Now you're going to fight an icon as an icon and that fight's going to get interrupted by a third icon, and it just keeps going. You're like, guys, you got to wheel it in. How is this not the end of the game? Yeah. How it does, does it build on this? Yeah, that's my big question. Like, one of the apprehensions I have at this stage is, will this continue to be like that? Can, the, can they possibly keep that up? I don't know, man. If they do, I'll be blown away. Because you can't blow all your best stuff early like that. So that makes me think they've got shit to show me that will further take me into this world in a way that I didn't expect. I'm, I'm totally blown away by that. The other, the other thing to say about the game uh, for, uh, from a length perspective, this just gives you some, some comparisons. Tears of the Kingdom, which is you know out and being played and people have beaten it. On average, main story, 57 hours. Uh, main and extra stuff, 101 and 218 for completionists. So by comparison, this is much smaller. But like John said, I think it's a matter of 
uh, how do I how do I put this? I, I prefer it to be this main story forty hours. Well, it's I don't also want... not an open world game, like, right? Tears not of at the all. Kingdom's an open world game, which by their very mm. nature are going to be longer. This yeah. game is a bit more linear. You can go back to places you've been, but like it is a linear set of paths. Yeah, even where it feels very feel... Final Fantasy thirteen. Then yeah, oh yeah, like that's the big comparison I keep hearing. Thirteen. Everybody's like, oh, it's like thirteen. And I, I don't know if people mean that in a negative way or a positive way. I think 13 is, uh, at the time, Depends. got some heat, but then later people forgave it or, or thought better of it. Or I, Well, I don't they know. made two sequels to that game. So I don't know if Western audience liked it that much, but there's, you know, 13-2 and then Lightning Returns. Yeah. Um, which I do want to play those two because I did like 13. I've played through it a couple of times. But I think, like, I think 13 is a little, has maybe a little cutesy. Like, it's not... It doesn't go hard in any particular cool direction. It's just very like warm colors and very sort of lovely kind of cute world. If that makes any sense, sure, it was sure. first in the Xbox PS3 generation, so I think it suffered a bit in that way. And then also, um, uh, it does strike me as thirteen. The linear, the levels were super linear, mm. right? Like you'd be going to New Zone, and it's basically a corridor. Like, and it's, everyone's like, Final Fantasies aren't about corridors; they need open spaces. Yeah, but this this is definitely a less open spaces. That's going to bug some people who. If it's want. like thirteen, you'll get a big open space in the end. Like you'll have an end game before the final boss or final act, where maybe you'll get some open stuff. That's how thirteen was. Yeah, this one opened up for me today in a certain area a bit. Um, I was able to. Well, so John, we were talking about it. you could go kill all those mini bosses that are all scattered around. Yeah, it was a bit like that, and you could go find hidden stuff here and there, and you get a little distracted from the main quest, but it wasn't like. It's not like Red Dead Redemption where it's 300 miles of, of walking around or anything. It was it was pretty basic. Yeah, you're picking your spot on the map. You're going to that spot. And, like, it's not necessarily always linear. Like, there have been play- times where I'm like, I don't know how to get that item. And I did not find the path to get that item. Because mm-hmm. uh, I know I saw blue sparkly that I did not pick up. But it's not, you know, it's not a big open world either. So, right. Um, it, it's it's not a game that should be thought of like that, uh, but man, I'm having a fun time with it. I cannot wait to play more of this game. Um, if I had one complaint, here's my one. Oh, let's hear it. What do you got? Um, I I am not loving the kind of crafting blacksmith business right now mm. because like so I got this really like they colored it purple. And it, I crafted it from an item that I got from a boss fight. And it was like this sword that had an insanely cool item description. Uh, like the, the item description was a quote from a fake book about like death from above and stuff like that. I was like, oh, my God, this is the greatest sword that ever sorted. And then like I watched a bunch of cutscenes, and I went to the blacksmith and he's like, yeah, give me a couple materials. I'll make a better sword than that. Like I used it for one stage. And then I was back at the blacksmith and he was like, here's some basic materials and I'll make a better sword than that epic yeah. one that you just got. There's been people so, complaining about the lack of actual RPG. Like it's very light RPG other than, yeah. you know, it's got some basic stuff that just feels like every RPG has them, but they're really light. And I, I also wish it felt, I, I wish it had deeper RPG systems. Maybe it's just because I was just playing seven remake again or something, but it just feels like, you know, like like that. Like I keep going back to him, thinking I've got enough stuff to do some cool new things. 
just down to Big Boss. Oh, he must be able to make me a, a rad new uh, sword or something. And everything he can make is less than what I've got. Or is, you know, the the the, the reinforcement. Um, I have plenty of parts, but it's only going to bump it by one point for one of the stats, and it's just not worth it. Like, there's there is a real lack of depth to the RPG systems in the game. Um, and I think that's a fair criticism of the game. Unless... And maybe people don't care. I know we we all come from like we like our RPGs. We like depth to our RPGs, uh, action RPGs, all kinds of RPGs. This just this is more like, hey, uh, what if Devil May Cry had a couple of slottable items? <laughs> it's like that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it just felt a little. It felt like there was no choice there. Like I got these swords literally one stage apart from each other. And there's one is like a crazy epic one tied to a boss encounter. And the other is just a sword that a guy made for me. Yeah. And I feel like it's okay. But if, if I was going to design it to play armchair designer obnoxiously for a minute, I would put an extra stat on the one where it's like, Hey, your wind based abilities will do 2% more damage. Yeah. And then make it to where, like, well, do I want one that has solidly better attack, or do I? Am I going to use wind-based abilities enough to justify this two percent increase, just to make something interesting there? But it was really weird to get like a cool trophy-type weapon, only to immediately have it replaced. You know, it's it's the going into Burning Crusade effect where all your purple items got replaced by green. In fact, I think that's literally the color scheme. I think it was purple to green. Yeah. But instead of being an entire MMO expansion apart, it was one level. And is then there no, um, is there, there's no uh, materia or anything like uh, that? Not that I've encountered yet. No, no like you can't do You can't do builds. Not, you do builds on abilities. Right. Like there are abilities that you can do, but uh It's just that, putting points it. in them and max. Scott, them. you have got to change the video. You are showing stuff that is spoilers for me. Oh, you is it? To, you you haven't seen this bit? that in. No. Oh, all right. It's off now. I, I it's Good. like a six second delay. I can't turn it off any quicker. It's off. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why you're going that late. This isn't damn, far damn. Into Look it. At the, the 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 spoil the spoiler neutral guys <laughs> he's not even doing his own stream he's doing somebody else's i don't know what's going on with all well, that you've my, seen that moment? i've seen all this stuff yeah so i right, i, I thought right. it was much closer to where you are i must have played more than i thought I you, apparently more. you did yeah it's pretty wild that scott's the chief uh, final fantasy here well he is well, clearly he's so such a veteran it's just a timing fantasy in chief it's just a timing thing. My appreciation for the series is, as you guys know, we talked about it last week, is kind of fresh. I haven't, I haven't come around very easy. But I'll admit, this thing happened to me while playing this. That kind of, I thought of John. It kind of made me want to install Final Fantasy fourteen again, and I don't really want to do that. But it made me want Play to. Seven. Where are you at on seven? Oh, seven. I'm uh, seven remake not super far. I was. I played one. remake all the way up till this came out. Like that's what I was playing mostly because I was just in the mood after oh, that demo. Keep, keep going. And if you want, if you need a break from fifteen, I mean, yeah, uh, or sixteen. Sorry. Yeah. Which one is it? 16, Sixteen. Right? Fifteen's yeah. the last. The car one. The bro car one. Yeah. Which I'm, I yeah. may play that too now that I got a taste for this, but. But it just keeps. Uh, I just keep getting more excited about it, and I don't know why. I don't the know pro on. car one. <laughs> I was secretly hoping that Nintendo Direct, where they were going to announce like a Final Fantasy VI remake, like proper 
I don't know why I thought this. Just play the Pixel Remaster, man. It's good. I know. It's good. I should just play that. I wish I had better. They're all good. I wish I had better Steam Deck support, but. but yeah, this is a cool game. I don't know what else to say about it other than if if you got a PS5, it feels like this is an exclusive for now. You should get it. It's a, a it's a good thing for Sony to have this game right now. I think during all this mess they're going through, and uh, I'm having a quality hell of a time with it. And I'm going to see this one through. I really don't hope it doesn't have any more dead spots in it because that last that one town, dude, jeez, Louisa, sucked in there, hated it. When you get there, you'll know, and you'll tell me whether I'm up a tree. I'm gonna guess there's gonna be probably another one, just based on like seven. Re- I kind of know what you mean by those lulls. Like, yeah. yeah, they have these interludes where you do like humble. Like, have you met a Moogle yet? Yes, I talked to a Moogle. Yeah, I did meet a Moogle. It was yeah. great. It was, but like, have fine. you done? Have you done full on Moogle quests? Like, no, no. Was he has it a, a side tease? Because like they usually show you one, and then later on, you're gonna have a bunch of tasks for a Moogle. Yeah. yeah. I don't, yeah, I mean, for a game that where every game is set differently and they're never sequels to each other and they're always in a different setting and planet and world and all that, they sure love their Moogles. They sure love those. Well, they, sell, they, they, sell, they sell lots of mad, uh, merchandise on the Chocobos Moogles are great, man. Chocobos but, uh, you Moogles. know, I think, I think one thing to keep in mind, and this is an interesting thought, you know, I've seen some people that are like, I don't like the new action-y thing, you know, the not Chocobo. my fa- Final Fantasy folk are out in full effect um i don't really understand that kind of stance because there is almost nothing that is universal to the final fantasy franchise Mm. beyond the name Mm. moogles are not in every game chocobos are not in every game sid is not in every game biggs and wedge not in every game the icons aren't even called icons in every game, but even if you want to accept all their different names, they are not in every game. There is almost nothing about Final Fantasy that is universally true across the entire series. So, like, to anybody that looks at it and they're like, I don't know, this is too different for me, that's fine. But there is no one thing that is Final Fantasy. Uh, they all not have even the points. jobs have been universal across. They all them. have they all have hit points, John. Is that it? That's the secret. I think they all have Gil. I think Gil yeah. HP. Um, I don't know about that. There might be one. There might be an offshoot where one doesn't where have Gil. They decided to go with gold. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I mean, like Final Fantasy is not a set thing. So I think it's a hundred percent fine for them to get in and explore and mess with it because there is so much nope not chocobos i see chat trying to guess things nope chocobos are not in every final fantasy no uh we're not even in it from the beginning not in the first one right uh so it is it is not a thing that is defined by any stretch of the imagination i think there might be water in all of them (laughs) (laughs) wow we're gonna get real broad (laughs) chocobos are cool in this one by the way rad chocobos are cool in this yeah i'm not usually that big of a fan i find them kind of annoying in most of them especially older ones but in this one they're just i don't know for the first time i just really bought into them they just are kind of badass and uh well it seems like a scary mount like horses are scary to a degree you know you watch john wick you see a guy get kicked by it across the room you're like all right but like if a horse is coming at you you're like i don't want to get run over by that thing but if a chocobo's coming at you, I don't want to get clawed by that thing. I don't want to get pecked by that thing. I don't want it to trample me. I don't there's like a lot of things I don't want a chocobo to do to me. Yeah. I feel yeah, like that's gonna go in the mesh. Those big old <laughs> those big old be- beaks, dude, they're scary. 
I'm yeah. telling you. They're freaky. Uh, I don't know what else to say about it other than uh, it's great. It's really fun so far. It's not perfect. It's got its issues, uh, you know, like every game does. But it is. I'll need to find some FOMO juice. It's very good, dude. It's very good. I think the PC version is the PC version is going to run amazingly. Uh, maybe not right at launch, but they'll have, I, you know, they'll have I a chance. Buy to buy this immediately for PC as yeah, well. I can't imagine. Yeah, this like, not being I, I am going to play through it again. And uh, I cannot, I cannot wait. So I can't believe I might play 14 after this again. What's wrong? I don't think you should play 14. Really? You don't think you don't think I should play 14. Yeah, you're not final enough for the. For, I don't. For I don't think you should play 14, Scott, until you want to sit down and spend a little bit of time for a long period of time playing the same exact game. Yeah. Like, and you're literally sitting here saying this lull where I had to go talk to villagers and hear about their problems. <laughs> that what do you think MMOs are, man? No, I know they are. <laughs> like, I know they that are. is that is what an MMO is. That's MMO bread and butter. That's why I fell off that of that sort thing. of design. That's why I fell off of that in the first place, but I also only got to right around the time everyone tells me things sort of start kicking off. So you know, yeah, there is that. There is that whole like, just get to Shadowbringers. Yeah, it's like that a little. Well, bit. Shadowbringers is real. That's a real slog. But even Heavensward, like this game, is written by the uh, main writer for Heavensward. Uh, um, so Heavensward's pretty good. Uh, it's. There, where's uh, the point I, where it gets good? Is it Heavensward? <laughs> I think it gets good from the start, but no, like. No, no. Realm Reborn is okay. It's mid, but like I, I can t- couldn't tell you about anything after that. I've played Realm Reborn. That's it. Mm. The barding was great. I love the barding. Yeah, but uh, you didn't play all of a Realm Reborn. No, but you know I could tell it was stand. Like you know, it's kind of like there's some crystals. Get the crystals, and some bad guys want the crystals. Like it's <laughs> standard like Final Fantasy shit. Like it was not that interesting. Yeah. But you know, people say it gets really good later, and I believed them. The trailers looked awesome. I yeah. was like, you know. I don't disbelieve it, but like Realm Reborn definitely was not. It didn't engage me too much. Too much. I, I can't. It's the impossible conversation. I can't tell people why 14 is good. I just can't. It has to be something that you have faith in. It's like God. <laughs> <laughs> like you have to have faith that it's going to happen. Yeah. And you have to go through a whole lot to get there. Yeah. And Maybe. some people are going to say, you know, it wasn't worth it. And some people I mean, are going to be like, it. you know, know what? S- I bought in and my faith was rewarded. I know so many people who are like, oh, I don't know. And then they get in, they play and they love it. So, I mean, you know. Well, it says it's something It says something about um, my state of mind that the only games I played this week are Final Fantasy games. Well, Diablo 4. I played a bunch of that. But that was, you know, I'm in Endgame now or whatever I'm doing. I'm just leveling my dude. Um. But I played all. I played Final Fantasy VII Remake right up before the demo. Then the demo. Then I played more Final Fantasy VII Remake, and then the, the full game came out. And all I played is sixteen after that. So it's holding my it's holding my attention for now. I usually have seven or eight games to talk about every week, and I only have yeah. There's a lot that Scott's actually playing a Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. I like it a lot. You could, you could be finishing uh, Realms of Sushio. <laughs> Well, also next week. Uh, Dan, uh, only, only, wait, how many more months lesser known brothers? You said you're going to finish that game by the end of the year. Realms of Sushi. It's July. You're, you're talking about uh, Ghosts, of last Sh- year? Ghosts of Tsushima is what you're referring to. That but, was uh, last year, Bo. Oh. Uh, 
Well, here's the yeah, thing. The window's You're already six months closed. overdue. Yeah, I'm six months overdue already on that. But the uh, the other thing that's come, Dave the Diver's coming out of early access next week, and I am excited to get back to that. But okay, uh, yeah. we'll see. But a lot of people have like I've seen people say Dave the Diver's good. Dave, Dave the Diver's, Diver's good. awesome. You. Like, yeah, a lot of buzz on that game. So good. Uh, all right. Also, uh, what else do we have to say about Diablo Four? Anything new? Oh, Bo finished it. You got uh, that? You did. The, I finished the campaign yeah. last night. In fact, finally, what, hooray! What'd you, what'd you think? <laughs> Um, I thought it, it opened strong. The gameplay's fun, but it's definitely a whole lot of go here and do this business, which is okay. It's got good moments through it. Like I enjoyed it, but you know, they really saved the epicness for the last act. I found, you know, it's like, it's all like, okay, it was cool. Like the raining blood and the chapel and stuff like that's great and all, you know, adventures with Donan is kind of just, it was okay, but I get that they built it up. So oh, I love was, Donan. You know, Donan's the, great. He's one of my you favorite know, adventures, Adventuring with Donan in Scotland. Yeah. You're not a fan. I mean, you they're all like, okay. You did know, not like Donan in the end, character-wise? I thought he was one of my favorites. He really rose to the top. Uh, yeah, no, it wasn't. Okay, here, let me let me right. talk about what we're talking okay. about, but also make the perfect Final Fantasy analogy. Donan is great at the end because you've had all the boring adventures with him before to get yeah. used to him. Yeah, this is so. exactly the point of Final Fantasy XIV. Yes, it's a slow start, but the payoff at the end, like with Donan, when Diablo IV really kicks off, is bigger because you spent time with him in Scotland. Yeah. yeah. And that's what it was for. So it's the same yeah. principle. I'm 100% with Bo on this. Like, it's, you know, the story's. Yeah. It is made fine, sense, but then it's all fine. of a sudden it pops off right at the end in a big yeah. way where you're like, holy shit, I wish we could have been doing this the whole time. Yeah. It's like, you know, how you describe Final Fantasy 16 as being like, holy shit, holy shit, this is a regular level. In Diablo 4, you're like, oh, this is a regular level. <laughs> like, you're like, you're not like, holy shit, you're like, no, this is okay. And then it's holy shit in the, at the end. I found, mm. but this is from someone who played the campaign after playing the game f- 15 days straight <laughs> without knowing the story. So I might just be a little burnt out on the game, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, I definitely love Lilith and I think the game did her dirty, you know, I didn't want to kill her. I, I wanted to, that, that was the one part when she got into my head and was like, you should fight for me. I was like, yeah, I think I want to fight for you. The game's not going to give me that option. Okay. Um, oh, really winning me back after after losing me with the D and D talk. Bo is just preaching truth with the with the Diablo story. Yeah, here. Lilith's the uh, mother. Like, of course, you know. And, and, agree. And, and, but I think what I think they really nailed, honestly, like from a story, a narrative perspective, was they made Inarius and sorry, Inarius and Lilith very believable demons of what they were. You know, she's the daughter of hatred. She has hate, but she has love, but her love is like toxic because she's demonic. Mm -hmm. But the love is genuine at the same time. And Inarius is like self-important, wants to do good and save himself and save things, but vain. He's so vain. And all things that humans have, right? Like you sort of like they get to the point where they, you know, they're both that's that that cut scene where they're like fighting and talking and you're like, oh, they really nailed like. Like, they do resemble humanity in each their own way. Like, they took the time to, like, put those moments in their interactions and demonstrate it. They felt very human while still being the gods that they are. Um, I thought those ending cinematics were just... The the, la- the last act is, like, 
you know, near breathtaking. Like it's amazing. Yeah. For, really especially for it. even for a Diablo game. Like and I never really like I think the lore of a Diablo game is good and the atmosphere. I never and the cinematics are great, but the stories, you know, we're not talking Shakespeare here. It's just like, eh, demon, kill demon, you know. Like it's not but Diablo four really nailed like took it to a really good level and it was actually like a compelling story. I liked Mephisto. Mephisto's amazing. Yeah, he's great. And 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 you're right. It's like I f- it's the same sort of um uh what is it? What do they call it when you're just like you're in the middle of like love making and it's going real well and it's got to stop immediately. You know, is that is that blue balls? Is that <laughs> No. I don't know what the, <laughs> no, I don't know what that blue is. Balls. That, uh, what, it's like when you just you just got to stop. Whatever like you're like you're in the moment. It's perfect. You're not ready to finish, but you're not at the start. And and you know, something happens that you hear the kid trip and make a huge mess downstairs, and you just gotta stop. He's <laughs> just like, we just have to stop, and uh, and um, that's what it felt like. I'm like, I was really enjoying this story in this game, and it's over. Yeah. Well, there's more to tell. You know, they they're they're yeah. priming you for the, ex- the two expansions they say they're making. I think they. Oh my god, I'll, I'll kill them. <laughs> <I'll kill them. laughs> if I gotta wait till an expansion for for some story, no way. They teased so much at the end. Yeah, yeah. they did. Like, uh, we gotta find uh, spoilers for anyone listening. All right, but I'm gonna talk. We gotta find Narel. Yeah, uh, Mephisto's definitely trying to become burst. Uh, I'm sure we're going to see Bale and Diablo and fight them too. Would be nice um, to see Diablo in the Diablo game. The game, yeah. yeah. Tyrael, I f- so it was real nice finding out the lore t- tidbits. Tyrael basically effed off. He got depressed and effed off, so he's out there somewhere. <laughs> he just he's left. He's, he's out gone. there someplace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he just got depressed and effed off. So he's you know you're around. gonna we're gonna see him at some point. He's yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Um. And and uh, you know we see um like Paladin stuff with the Crusader business. There's a, a new Johanna. Right? Yeah, so, I loved the Johanna story. I was like, that was oh, one of my shit. favorite so know, little side stories. Yeah, we know good. what happened to our Diablo 3 Johanna, and then there's a new Johanna. You help her get the armor and don the name Johanna, yeah. which is awesome. And um, there was another one, too. Oh, the, all the witch doctor stuff. I didn't realize. Like, I knew we were in the swamp and there oh, was yeah. like, witchy stuff going on. Love but, like, I'm like, oh, no, where's Nazebo? Like, they're, they're, like we're meeting all kinds of witch doctors. This is there's got to we got to have a witch doctor class. There's got to be something going on with the witch doctors. That snake is way too important. Yeah. Um, oh, that snake and, was so cool. I love the snake. Yeah, that snake and the tree of whispers is supposed to be some big ally. Yeah. So like they, there's so much open end that like I sees and this goes in my theory with seasons. Seasons can't just be like Diablo three. You know, here's some mechanics and some content. They've got to entice all the people on social media that were like, wait, you got to roll a new character <laughs> to play a season? Yeah. They're like, yes! <laughs> you, so we're going to need to give them some real good enticement to come back because now there's a bit of a barrier where they're like, I don't think I'm going to do that. Well, when you find out, you get to be where you get whatever you're going to find out where Tyrael's this season, you better play Then people were going to come. Well, see, that's a big question though. If you can't take, if the new seasons come out with story content and they're going to make you roll a new character to see any of it, that's fine, but don't make them wait till 100 to see it. Like they got to be able to see that stuff. No, 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 no. I think they're going to, I think, no, no, no. You you could probably just go straight from early levels to it. I'm guessing. I would hope so. I don't know, but I would, there's a lot of parts of the map that look pretty awesome that have like nothing going on there. There's a lot of empty real estate. 
the whole area of Kedgestan is basically skipped. You go to Kedgestan to go to hell. Like, there's a whole zone that's got side quests, but no campaign content. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think they can definitely, there's a whole, there's a connecting area in Hawazar mm-hmm. that's like enter the city of whatever that has nothing. I'm like, this is an entrance in the future. Yeah, you know, like, there's, there's lots of stuff in there's there. There's a door up north that is part of a side quest to keep locked, but it is also obviously still a door just sitting there waiting to be opened. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like yeah, I, that ending, man. It was good. It definitely like resolved good. Uh, the Mephisto thing. They even wrote well that they couldn't trust themselves because the hatred was affecting them, but not Narel. You know, like I just thought that was a nice touch. Mm-hmm. And the Donan Lorath interactions were good. Like, oh, like I like Donan, but it's just you want to hang out. Lorath is kind of the he's your main yeah. boy you know like because he's your connective tissue to deckard kane and Tyrael. i want to i don't know who donan's connected to i killed them pretty early in the campaign there's <laughs> like two irishmen or something he killed them real quick and then <laughs> that's it you know he loses his son and like you're like okay he's just depressed after right yeah the one so. do, do you okay i, really, I want to talk about one trick they played on us in diablo with the story there's a the launch date trailer they made and put out which was the pre-rendered beautiful trailer of the lady walking in coals and coming out and then stabbing all those demons in the face and Anarius floating yeah, around. Yeah. They end that when he goes flying or he throws a spear and it goes at um, uh, Lilith and, and stops just before it hits yeah. her. And then they cut to Diablo four coming, whatever the dates were. And yeah. we were all led to believe, well, that's the end of that cinematic. I mean, that was a bomb cinematic. It was awesome. Didn't ex- I didn't there expect was it to be so like four much times shit. as long as that. Yeah, there was so much more to that cinematic, and it's freaking great. That whole bit in the at the in the back end of that is is yeah, really wonderful. That cinematic is super awesome. Yeah. Like it was like that's what I mean. Where it's like I was enjoying the game, but it was like it was okay. But then at the cinematics and exit like thing, and it just feels like they're just getting cooking. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, hmm, I think I th- I think they've got to entice I I can't see them sitting around let's let's do what we did with D three and everyone will just love the game. I think I think they came out this hard with Diablo four. They they gotta come correct. Maybe not season one, but definitely season two for sure. Like they gotta they gotta have an exciting reason like they do with World of Warcraft, you know? Mm-hmm. New story content and major updates. It feels like that's what they are aiming to do given just the heft of this launch. If they don't, I'll be surprised. If they pull yeah. back and get timid with it, I would be like, what happened? You yeah, know? I could see season one not being there, but if we get to season two and we're not wowed, because that's like, I think it's six months for a season or something like that. It's going to be a little while, so they need to be they need to be big events if they're going to generate sales and get major interest. Yeah. But oh man, that story that story was good. Everything that game was like that's a ten out of ten game. Everyone's trying to be hip about not giving it. T- it's tens. It's a. T- I can't think of a a more well polished RPG than that thing. Like it's not perfect. There's lots of stuff to be worked on. But that uh, you try releasing something like that, or some other developer re- releasing something like that, it's just not going to happen. Like it's really good. Yeah. And yeah, I'm still playing. I'm leveling my rogue on hardcore, like level 54. Going to do the capstone and keep going. I think I'm going to be playing Diablo for a little while, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's Diablo. I'm a little shocked. I thought you'd burn out a little bit. I really did. That's a testament to the game, I guess, that you're. Um, yeah. Well, on. this this is like D3. When D3 came out, Reaper Souls came out, it's all I did for months. Like, so the difference is I work. I was like a midlife retirement then. So I wasn't working. So I had all day to play. 
Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go to work a lot, so I get like four hours, and it sucks. Yeah. It's only four hours, but I, I'll I be playing so. that. I think. I, I think right now my current goal. I don't know if I'll get bored of it, but I, before season one launch, I'm gonna try and level all the classes up to a hundred on hardcore. Oh my lord, on hardcore. Yeah. You just don't have the clock this time. It's the same process, but just yeah, it's a casual process. I might not get to it. Season one probably launched before I t- achieve that, but um, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna work through content and do different things. I'm really enjoying the game. Nice. Uh, let's go to pay per view in WWE 2K23. Free pay per view. Sorry, pre free per view. Free per view. Uh, real quick here. So I hate that it's on Wednesdays. This isn't your fault. My Wednesdays freaking suck, and my Wednesday this week was especially bad. Kim's out of town. She's in Minneapolis, and I had a bunch of stuff I had to take care of, and she wasn't here to help me handle it. So it was like a lot, and I just, in the back of my head, I'm like, that big match is tonight. Like, it's a big deal over there. I should be over there. Carter's fighting tonight. I'm, I'm, uh, me and John are going head-to-head. Like, I knew all this was going on, and I could not get to the stream. So I guess I've been looking forward to tonight because you can catch us up on what the hell happened. So how's yeah, it so uh, this week was the free preview. Man, a lot of people came out to support it and watch it. It was a really good time. Bo was there. He checked in during uh, your and his match. And, yeah, well, uh, got to cheer on my, my team. Yeah, <laughs> got to support the team. Yeah. Lots Smack. of people showed up. Yep. up. Carter made her debut in her, uh, in her opening match, uh, or in our opening match. Did a great job. Won. Spoilers for it, I guess. Um, <laughs> Scott, you and I had a, a main event that was incredibly short. Yeah. Uh, there's one trend that has happened as I continue to do this frog wrestling thing, which is book what is in my head. A fantastic final match, only to have the AI absolutely go, now nah, we're going to just make this a real dud <laughs> of a match here. Uh-huh. Um it, our match real was life over too, though, right? in like yeah. yeah sure I'm but I mean like they have a little more control over it yeah so and wrestling pro wrestling yeah wrestling's real you make it sound like wrestling's fake yeah it's real uh, it's real to me wrestling's man not fake but it is predetermined and they can predetermine <laughs> if it's going to be short or not yeah. but uh, yeah not here but what I learned <laughs> I've actually learned a lot getting into this is um, I, I've I've learned that. We're going to get better matches if I mess with the AI settings. Oh, so one of the things I've done post this pay-per-view is do some research on tweaks I can make to the AI and the way the game runs for an AI to try and make more satisfying, uh, bigger, better matches uh, they kind of match the character stats. Now, I will also say some of the problems was me. I always pictured for you, Scott, Mm. I wanted you to be like a big boss character essentially in the game, right? Like I wanted you to be the champion and it would have looked a little embarrassing if you had come out as the champion and just gotten destroyed and rolled over and like his first title defense, he lost it. It's like, why does he have the belt then? You know? (laughs) So I, I wanted you to win. I just didn't want you to win that quickly. (laughs) it's, It's really the way the outcome went. Um, we're, but we're, I had a lot of fun. I put a ton of work into it. Everybody had alternate costumes. Not everybody, but most people had alternate costumes for the for the event. There was a different event. It was an open air arena, and uh, just kind of went crazy with it. And my I goodness, to, a I lot have to of admit support, the tech so. on your jacket, like with the swing and tassels coming in. That's, yeah, that shit's realistic as hell. It's really nice. Yeah, it looks good. Is, your theme is crazy, good. dude. Is it like white? 
It's like it's like white lightning or something like that. What his my th- his, uh, my theme? What his, his theme? Yeah. Well, so you got like white clothes and then white lightning shot out or white fire. Like everything's like oh you know, yeah the, the symbols, sparkles. Like, yeah, I went big on the pyro for me. Like yeah. Yeah, you gotta invest in pyro. That's the advantage of creating your own entrance. You can go and that crazy frog on pants belt looks so sick. It does, except it keep, it looks like a watch. It looks like a giant watch you put on your wrist, but it keeps <laughs> it does a little bit. It keeps. Twitching. But I like it. I think it looks really good. Uh, I like all the belts. The I mean, belts dude, you gotta I, get mods for this thing. Like, is are there mods and shit for this? Like, there probably is. Uh, there are some things. We reverse some engineer things and code do. our own stuff yeah. into the game. Yeah. I mean, so uh, it was it was a really good time. I had a lot of fun. Um, I've been messing with the game, so I think like I'm considering this free preview as kind of a reset. Uh, we're gonna have a crazy week. I've already got some plans. I gotta ask if you'll record some stuff. Uh, you're gonna have to turn real, real mean though, Scott. You've you've become the biggest bad guy. So <laughs> I'm gonna have some dialogue for you to record, but it's gonna be mean, and you gotta be you gotta be ready. The good news is it's to me, the person asking you for it. So I'll do it. Uh, you're gonna have to have some oh, it's harsh sponsored by Snickers. That's awesome. <laughs> some harsh words for me. So <laughs> that was a, that was a listener in his chat. That was a, you've you've made custom uh, subs and stuff, right? Sub notifications. Uh, yeah, that looks awesome. Yeah. <laughs> they look really cool. Uh, so let me ask you this: Is the actual match between you and me shorter? than the introductions of you and me uh it's close i would say it's it's likely on par um <laughs> with um like it is it is a short short-lived match That's the intro a, face, a lot right longer yeah. but i do i do like your uh i do like your attire i couldn't get rid of the jorts for you no uh, if you want to go early in this vod you can see carter she had her match at the at the beginning so that'll be closer to the front half of it but yeah i'm gonna use this as a chance to kind of reset things a little bit i had a lot of fun with the outfits and stuff uh it's just a just a good time overall. Um, uh, the women, by the way, female designs, freaking top shelf, dude, killed it. Yeah, 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 so good. I showed that to Carter because John has been. I, I just want a little behind the scenes here. I'm the kind of guy John is. John has been extreme, even with us, the dudes who are way less forgiving or way more forgiving on this front. But he were like, so it was really important to John to get everybody's consent to do this. Like, do you want to be represented here at all? If you don't, it's totally fine. Just tell me, you know, like making sure it's cool first. And then even when you made these characters, you're like, make sure they're okay with it before I do this. I don't want to go through this unless we're good. Uh, All of them really on my end, really appreciated that. First of all, second of all, Carter's punk outfit is the most badass freaking thing. And she nailed it so hard. She freaked out. She's like, dad, this is the coolest I'll ever look in my ever. Any representation of me. She was so excited sure, about it. So. Well, I had just seen Across the Spider-Verse. And so she had said she wanted a punk-style outfit. Um, and so I kind of based it loosely on uh, Spider-Punk. Mm-hmm. And then I also threw in a slight reference to her love for Bob's Burgers with the hat. With the bar- yeah, uh, the, the bunny ears. I love it. That's perfect. Yeah, so I, I figured I was going to capture it pretty well. Uh, in both those regards, I figured those were two safe things that she'd probably enjoy yeah. to go with theming wise. Yep. 
Uh, the closest anybody's been to upset with their outfit has been Monica. She hates the pants I gave her. Uh, she she cannot stand them. But even that, I have checked with her outside of. I hate to ruin her reputation here. I did check with her outside and say, "Hey, this hate is it fun hate, or do you want me to actually change it?" And she said she was ultimately okay with it, okay, despite the good. fact that she's going to continue to publicly complain about, about pants. the pants. <laughs> I'm literally getting YouTube comments about how much they like her pants. So yeah. I can't, I can't change them. Like, although I, the fact that people are saying that, like, she's lost every match in these pants. <laughs> uh, I may have oh, to, the pants I are cursed. Have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. There is a, there is a yeah. theory that the pants are cursed. So we may have to experiment with a change of, of pants. My, my pants are, are, uh, blessed i keep winning i keep winning matches on my jorts they're magic jorts. Yeah, you got jort, jort power i got jorts yeah, i jort can't power. change the jorts everybody associates them with you even though you've never worn them for reals but yeah. everyone's just like no this jorts he's got to wear them i don't think i've ever worn a pair of jorts in my life but uh, i'm fine with it 100 percent fine jorts with it. just means jean shorts right yeah yeah you've I'm never just, worn jean shorts i've never worn jean. well no that's not true i've worn cutoffs but I've never worn the. Uh, yeah, cutoffs are. I guess are they're different, different right? Vibe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, cutoffs are like. You know, I guess it's possible. I've worn jorts before. Yeah, you probably look fine in them. I've just never thought about wearing them, and and now mm. they're a thing, and I can't get away from it. It's fine. It's totally fine. They're um, iconic at this point. It's iconic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't surprise me if it showed up on your Wikipedia page, like Scott Johnson, lover of jorts, and- fan of jorts, <laughs> just a big fan of jorts. Can't get him out of them. Hand sanitizer in the chat wants to know my pant size. I'm not telling you, dude. I don't want those showing up. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hans, don't send them jorts. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, can you Actually, imagine? No, if send Scott them just kept yeah, getting sent jorts nonstop. <laughs> just, he has a huge collection of them. Kim comes home and she's like, "Why is there twenty pairs?" some charts in the living room yeah i don't know man it's my thing now honey prepare to see jorts yeah now tolbert i did in the chat i have worn cutoffs that were a little short and might be daisy duke like that was back in the 80s though oh no long time ago we're not going to see that in frog wrestling is my is my look i'm just saying i put the jorts on you as i was going through and i i had it all together as outfit i was like that looks like scott it just registered as okay in my head. I've never seen you in jorts, but there's something logical about it that just made me go, no, this is right. Yeah. And that's what everybody else has said. So maybe you're actually a jorts man. You just don't even know it. Yet. Yeah, I might be. I might be a jorts man. <laughs> uh, it's a term I never thought I'd hear. Well, one thing I will say is you're a great teammate because when I watched our tag team match, you were definitely <laughs> – you're definitely a savage. So does this like, just mean I have good AI then? Is that all this means? You, you, I don't know what it means. I don't know how it determines things, but just watching it, you were clearly like OP. Like, yeah. you, you, you know, Brian's got his moves. The Brian's had their moves. And right. I had some good moments, and, yeah. you know, but just generally speaking, it just feels like you kick really hard and punch. <laughs> it just looks like it's like a pow. Yeah, it's like, it's uh, so people man. are asking, like, this was the mistake I made is before the free preview, I gave everybody essentially a nerf. I nerfed literally every character except Scott, who got a buff. Oh, really? He got oh. a ridiculous buff. So I don't remember whose moveset. I think you were Bobby Lashley is who you were based on previously. Yeah. 
And I thought about giving you, uh, just making you Brock Lesnar and really leaning into the boss thing. Uh-huh. And instead I went with Roman Reigns, which, you know, oh, right shit. now Roman Reigns is basically the biggest heel in uh, wrestling. He's held the title for over a thousand days. I was like, this is kind of what I'm going for with Scott. But he's at a 99 power level oh, out of geez. 100. Is, is, is Roman Reigns the old is the Razor Ramon? No, no. Oh, Razor Ramon is Razor Ramon. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, but sometimes they change names. They, they yeah, rebrand sometimes. Sure, sure, sure. No, that's no. Cool. But uh, it, people who know will know. But basically, I I took Scott from he was at like a 91 or a 93 or something like that, and I put him at a 99. So he is stat wise stronger than everybody else on the roster which is what i was going for what's your what's um, your number are you in the 90s or i think i'm 88 i used to be in the 90s but like okay. i said i gave everybody a bit of a nerf and i've dropped to i've dropped to 88 but this so. is this is a good way for you to to uh slowly f- f- kind of finesse the outcomes in a way that are entertaining right like that's the plan is you want storylines to match up so you can finesse their power levels and yeah, well. it'll be something that'll get played with and tweaked. I think the lesson I learned and took away from this event was don't do it right before the event. Because it was the power level 91 John and the power level 93 Scott that got to that point. And then it was a power level 88 versus 99 on the day of. And as a result, the match looked really disappointing. Um, but I will say, I also, like I said, I tweaked the AI and I actually did the match a second time, not on stream, just to see how that match would look with different AI. And it was an insanely good match that you still won, but it was a lot more entertaining. Huh. So, huh. yeah, Ben was over 9,000. Ben's second outfit for this stream was magical. I don't know if you can quickly find oh, it. Oh, uh, is it somewhere in the middle? Ben in his Super Saiyan armor was... Uh, was a real sight to be seen. How how early? Who did he fight? Was he fight Randy? Uh, he fought Randy and Tom. It was a triple threat match. Because there's Randy the the butcher. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so he would be. He that is would so be Randy. In there. R- Randy's really good. I haven't messed much with Randy. He's another one where I felt like I got it right so quick that I just haven't. I haven't been willing to mess with it because uh, it's too good. Um, See this Tom Merritt. Yeah, this is this is the match. That's Tom. Oh, there he is back here. Oh my gosh, dude! Are you kidding me? (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. He looks like a Doctor Who. A Doctor Who. Who Tom? Oh, Tom does. Yeah, yeah. That's that's uh that's a bit intentional. I know Tom loves Doctor Who. So this super Saiyan business, dude. The frick! I love it so much. (laughs) Does Ben Ben seen this? He knows what's up. Yeah, he knows. Yeah. I used to do uh, a little, like, I can't really call it a web comic when it was on paper in the store, but my way of dealing with the pressures of working in retail, I used to do comics in the store, yeah. and I always drew Ben as a Super Saiyan, a secret Super <laughs> Saiyan in the store when he got mad. So this is a bit of a reference to just our history, and for this, I just decided to put him 100% in the armor from Dragon Ball Z just let him be in be in there like that and it he's, looked real he's, dumb he's still good. got his uh his, his gamestop uh tag on this yeah chest, yeah it's super saiyan armor but with a name badge from from game store on top of it oh look at him he brought a chair on the court or on the court in the ring and uh didn't get to use it he brought it in nope. just sat there oh what a tom just did to randy 
Oh my lord! All right, I got to figure out how to make my Wednesday nights easier to get in there. Can I, can I ask you a question? Are these assets like all in game still? Like they're they're just in game? Or yeah, you, you, mods. Yeah, you can. No, them. they're all in game. Yeah, nothing wow. is modded. You can upload images, so <laughs> there is an element of being able because obviously, like the frog wrestling and stuff. I like just wonder that. if you could, you know, put, like I don't know if there was a marketplace or like you know, like a Nexus mod site where you could make your own items or something. There might be. I haven't needed it, though. They have, like, an insanely robust character creator as far as, like, gear and looks and all of that. So, yeah, yeah this is all using in-game assets. And then you import, like, on the belt when it has the Frog Pants logo. You just uploaded the logo and it and you cropped it in there and you're all good. Yeah. Right? I mean, this yeah, is what they, you're living out what they hoped and dreamed with this kind of, right? Like, yeah, you know, they, with the exception of you not actually playing the game, which is probably odd to them. You are doing, you're making the character creator team over at 2K thrilled if they know about this. Like, this is what they want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and I'm not the only person doing this. I think a lot of people do this and people run their own leagues. And there's even a mode that's a lot more like this. Like, people have said, like, hey, if you go into this mode, and I've toyed around with it, but I, I like the level of control I have just doing one on one matches. Um, but they actually have a mode where you can set up shows and weekly blocks and it does scheduling for you. And it's all again, AI generated, or you can jump in and control a character. But, uh, I think they know that this is the way a lot of people play this video game. I think that's great. That's crazy. It makes this me wonder so what next year we'll have. This yeah. has been like, it's really good content. Like I, I, I see you go live and I'm like, I got to swing by and see what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and, <you> <laughs> And like and, I'm always like I, I I'm like that's AI controlled like the I'm, I'm skeptical brain like the first minute and then by like three or four minutes I'm rooting for one of them to win. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm like what's going on why is yeah, this work there's what probably some lesson there about the way we I love Ben keeps yeah. bringing shit on the in the ring and then not using it <laughs> yeah he gets he gets clocked every time he brings something yeah. he gets in this case he just brought the stepper up and just plopped it down and then hasn't done anything with it well partly because the other two got out of the ring but. <laughs> just standing there in the ring like guys i want to hit one of yeah. you with the steps i brought this up here can you please come in and then he never uses it it's too good all right yeah. uh well there's your update frog wrestling wednesday nights craftless rogue on twitch and of course on the craftless rogue youtube channel later in vod format uh if you missed out on it yep. that's how i'm gonna catch up uh anything else for either of you that we played uh I think it's just worth noting Steam Next Fest is going on. I've had a lot of people recommend games because I did do I did do that the last time they ran it. I played a ton of demos mm-hmm. and talked about it on the show. I kind of knew we'd go heavy on Final Fantasy this week, so uh, I'm going to do all my Steam Next Fest talk next week. Uh, but it only goes through the weekend, so you know if you if you want to check that out, check it out. Um, but I'll be talking about all that stuff next week. Check it out. Brotato 1.0 now available as the top banner animated banner on Steam right now. <laughs> I kind of love that they're giving that thing that love there. That's great. Um, yeah, I did I did a few next fest things as well. I didn't do as much as you did, but I, I'm looking forward to talking about it uh, next week because there's some there's some rad shit getting made. Um, I don't yeah. know if you played Sea of Stars, the Sea of Stars demo. Did you try that? No, not yet. Boy, speaking of... Is that one I got to check out? Yeah, speaking of the... Um, Download uh, it. It's it's directly inspired by Chrono Trigger, but it's this beautiful... Oh, I did see that, yeah. Beautiful pixel. I've not seen this level of amazing pixel art in a while. It's unbelievably cool looking. I hope 
I hope the game is as ambitious as they claim it is. And they've been working on it forever. Been on, it was a Kickstarter originally, and it's finally getting here. So looking forward to Sea of Stars. Uh, okay, well, let's take a break then. When we come back from this break, we're going to do some Dear Martha. A little bit different today, the way that's going to work. So stick around for that. And uh, after that, some more news, a couple emails, and then we're good. All right? So everybody go take a pee or whatever it is you need to do. Bo, shower and poo if you need to. And not in that order. Shower, poo, do it all. Yeah, do it all. And uh, we'll we'll be back in about five chat. So stay tuned. We're back, everybody. Welcome back to the show. (laughs) Got to record it, it turns out. Uh, We uh, took our break, and now we're back, and we're going to do some Dear Martha. Now, uh, no magazine this week. In fact, I'm not even sure how this is going to work. John, you want to explain? Yeah, let me uh, do a little introduction. It's been a while since I've done a listener recommendation, uh, and I got one. I got one that was very... Uh, Father's Day themed, so we're still not too far from Father's Day. So I thought, in the spirit of Father's Day... I would read what was shared with me. It is a Reddit post, and like most Reddit posts, we, we're inching on the side of Edgelord with this particular one, but I did find it weird, and I did think it would sound funny read in a funny voice, so this is what we're doing. All right, week. here, enjoy. My dearest Martha, Diablo 4, a game for dads. As a dad, trademark, I feel the time has come to explain to the virgins on this sub who this game is for. Dads. To understand why D4 is a game for dads, and exclusively for dads, you need to understand who dads are. First of all, by definition, dads are sex havers. At least once in any case. Many of you won't understand, but once the P goes in the V, your interest in in-game mob density is severely reduced. (laughs) Second, dads are rich. Dads spend most of their time working, which is why most have only made it halfway through character creation. Also, kids are very cheap, seeing they eat much less than fully grown humans. This means dads have a lot of disposable income. So you can understand dads do not care about spending $30 to pay to play a few days earlier or $25 for a little wolf hat. This also signals your dad's status to other dads. Thirdly, dads profoundly dislike their spouses and argue with them all the time. <laughs> Most of them are actually separated, although in a few rare cases they can be in a stable relationship with a cool gamer wife slash fellow sex haver. Now, what is the theme of D4? Pursuing and killing a mother who got in a disagreement with a dad. We could not relate more. Finally, dads are nostalgic. They yearn for a time where video games were about having fun, not Excel spreadsheets. They don't care that the sorcerer meta is very limited. They're just happy to be casting little bolts of lightning. (laughs) Unlike you, most of them are not on Adderall and can tolerate a 10-second cooldown. So, in conclusion, please stop with all of the dads versus no-lifers endless debates. This game was clearly made for dads. We have so little left. Please let us have this one. Yours in this life and the next. Gouged. (laughs) 
That might be the most Reddit ass thing I've heard in months. Oh my gosh, Bo, what is, what is on your screen? What what is this? Scared the hell out of me. I just looked over. <laughs> I don't know. It's, <laughs> Got a little anime something going on there. I mean, look, we're we've talked a lot about Final Fantasy. A little anime is not going to hurt. Let yeah, it rip. It's just a dad show. Oh, all right. Well, here you have it. <laughs> It's a dad show. Very, very nice. Uh, all right, let's move on to the games that we didn't... When we already did that. We're talking about news we didn't talk about yet. Uh, a few things. So there's we talked a little bit. Brian, or, uh, Bo mentioned it. There's some weirdos mad about Diablo 4 because they have to start new characters for a season. I don't know what they expected, but... I mean, that seems like a sign of somebody who didn't research before they bought. Yeah, or never played the game before. I don't know. That's just a yeah. weird, weird take. But we, we kind of talked about it already. But it was surprising. Like it just hit my timeline like in a hard way. It was a, apparently a big controversy. Yeah, people are upset. They want to continue. I think you know what part of this is a little understandable, given the breadth of the game. It's like I finished the story at forty-five. I have a, another fifty-five levels to go before this character is technically maxed. That does seem like a lot more room to do things than just start another one you're going to build overnight or in three hours. Yeah, it's the difference between having ARPG syndrome and not because you look at that RPG and you're like, I'm playing a role. This is my character. I've invested time in it. I want to see him progress. And, uh, you know, when you have ARPG syndrome, you realize the character is just a mannequin through which to drop your uh, Excel spreadsheet functions on top of basically. Mm, right. So... Yeah, to make your numbers go up. Yep, to make number number big number big defense. Yep. So that'll yep. be uh, that'll be how that'll work, and how some of the specifics work are still a question to I me. Mean, we talked about that earlier too. About you know when when yeah, will I, I mean see they're they're cl- Blizzard's clarifying as well on how it's going to work, and and just for clarity's sake, you know you can have the debate as to whether or not Diablo Four is a good game for starting over or not. But like, if you didn't think they were going to do it, I feel like you've not been paying attention. Yeah, including in the story. Like, the presumption's right there. It's like you go through this epic, epic slog to make a world stone. You're like, are we going to trap Lilith? Maybe we should trap Mephisto. And every time you lose it, everyone's like, well, you could just kill him. (laughs) Like, we're doing like, like, there's so many times you're like, well, yeah, I guess... Maybe you're here because you'll just kill Lilith. Yeah. And maybe you'll just kill Mephisto. Like, your role here is like, you pretty much kill everything. I don't know why you're not plan A and you're plan B. Yeah. But you're plan B. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's typical Blizzard like, story. You don't really special. have like a functional agency in the story apart from being the person that inexplicably can kill everything yeah. with zero character development. It's the Blizzard way. It's how they do your character. They do it in yeah. WoW. They do it here. That's how they do it. Yeah. Uh, all right. We also have, I guess the one exception would be StarCraft, right? Because you're not a character in that. Well, yeah, I would say it's the ARPG way. I mean, it's, you can play any ARPG. Like yeah. it's, it's, the, it's the format, right? You know, like you don't go to League of Legends and go like, what? That match was only 30 minutes. I was really invested in my uh, uh, Garen. Yeah. I'm Garen. Why do I got to start a level one again? Yeah. I gained 18 levels last match and got to KDA of 25, and now I'm just a scrub all over. What's going on? You know, it's the same thing. You got to think of it a little bit that way. It's a genre issue. I get loving your yeah. first, though. I get the idea of like your first is your, like you're going to love your 100 
like your story playthrough, right? Like, right. This is my character, right? But, yeah. yeah but, like, and that's it's, okay. You, it's totally fine. But I, you, you know, you have slots. I just think it, so you don't have to burn I think him. someone's got to explain and introduce that to you. And sometimes people hear that, they go, that sounds crazy. Yeah. You know, like it's so, the, the concept is so foreign and so weird. And I think that's the toughest selling point on ARPGs in general is sort of ex- explaining why that's fun. And I just think you won't convert everybody. Yeah, that's true. And that's okay. They made a great story for people that are probably, this was good enough for them. They're good now. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's excellent campaign. Yeah. So they can go on the rest of their lives. Um, let's move on to Nintendo direct. Oh, we talked about that. Let's talk about four player co-op and vampire or vampire survivors. Uh, what's new about this? I thought you could already do that. No. Oh, oh wait, a new. vampire. You know I what I'm thinking of? Excellent. I'm thinking of vampire. What's the other one we play? When you had a server for it, V Rising. <laughs> rising. I was thinking V Rising at four player, and I'm right. like, no, it already yeah, yeah, did. Yeah. That is like a many players co op on the network. Like, I'm an idiot. Know, yeah. Va- Vampire yeah. Survivors. Let me know when it comes to Brotato, by the way. But yes, va- Vampire Survivors finally getting their co op multiplayer for four players. I really just want to know what John thinks if this like messes with the purity of VS or if it's a good addition. <laughs> I mean, sure. For people that want it, like if you, let's say you had a misguided friend that for some reason didn't think. Vampire Survivors was the best one of these games. I knew this was like it is a nice way that you could hold their hand into these scary waters of the best one of these, Mm. so they could know what the benchmark for quality is instead of bringing up a bunch of subpar experiences. Sounds like we're gonna have a John and Scott Vampire Survivors (laughs) stream sometime soon. Maybe even I'll play. I'd co op in this. Sure, why not? Yeah, yeah. it might be the only way I want to play this one. Yeah, I can deal with how ugly it is when I've got friends around. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, there um, you go. See, that's the mentality. Yeah. So, how how does yeah. I want, the thing I'm curious about is how does everyone see their characters when everyone's making? I them don't best? know that. I don't know. I have no idea how it works. Like uh, jokes at God's expense aside, uh, I have no idea how this works. I feel like when I play by myself. It is a miracle that the game is still supporting what I'm doing. You add four more or three more people to that all in the same boat. And I think, well, this ends with the total collapse of the planet. I don't I don't get how we get there. But you know what? Hey, it it might be fun. It's worth a try. It says you'll be able to uh, switch between single player and this multiplayer co-op seamlessly. Like right there as you're playing, people can hop in. Uh, it does not say whether it's split screen or if you're all on one screen. Um, yeah, they don't get into that. Oh, so no split screen. It says all players will always be visible on the same screen. How that's going to work, they haven't revealed, says the article. My guess is guess camera is zooms zoom out. out. Yeah, camera yeah. will zoom out. More sprites on screen. Look, these are shit sprites. It'll be fine. It'll run fine. Because these, I mean, how much data is really? These are shit sprites. (laughs) I mean, for real, there's nothing going. This isn't like a bunch of polygon data. It's just a bunch of sprites, shitty little sprites. It'll be fine. I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to put a positive spin because usually I'm. Look, I still hear about things getting developed in a weekend. Okay, like I feel like I'm gonna. they're gonna put on my gravestone almost like he died in the weekend you know like (laughs) (laughs) like, the number of people who drop by my twitch stream or whatever like it's gonna haunt me forever yeah i'm staying out of it scott i I think i should recommend you stay out of the shit sprite do you do you want to uh let 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 them have their vampire survivors do you have a preference do you have a preference as to what day of the week you you die have you ever thought about that does it matter Mm -hmm. it's a good question I want to go on a Thursday really. night. 
Thursday night. Not because of core why or anything. A, why a Thursday? <laughs> I don't know. That's like that day. Yeah, I don't because like I like I said. I mean, it depends you know, if it's a good. I don't. Death I don't know how I would handle you dying on the show, Scott. Well, I don't want to die on stream. I don't want that. Okay. Um, but if I die on a Thursday outside, let's say it's after the show. I don't know why I was so tired on the show tonight. I don't know what's going on. And I die. I just kick the bucket. Yeah. Uh, I like a Thursday night for some reason. Don't know why. Oh, I don't want to diss Thursday night. night too much because it is core night. But traditionally, I have always said everything bad is uh, around a Thursday. Really? Because Thursday is the worst day of the week. Oh, I've never. That's interesting. I've always felt like it's a pretty good day of the week. That's interesting. I don't think it's good because I, I feel like, okay, right. What are your great days of the week? Uh, for a, a general working person, like just to be clear, you know, there's plenty of jobs that work different days and all of that. But if you're a nine to five Monday through Friday person, what are the good days of the week? It's Friday night. Friday but night. That's not Friday. Right. It's Friday night. Yeah. Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Those are your those are your key days. Right. Monday, you still got like Monday suck. Garfield's not wrong, but you've at least got energy coming off that weekend. Yeah, you've got momentum. I would also accept Tuesday as a bad day, mm. but it's early enough in the week that like it's fine. Like it's kind of a nothing day. It's re- it's still very early. Wednesday is your big hump day. Hey, we're halfway there. You can all kind of celebrate. But what's Thursday got for it? It's not quite Friday. It's like. <laughs> It's not the middle of the week, so you can't celebrate being in the middle of the week. It's not close enough to the weekend that you should actually be happy about it. I've always said it's like celebrating Christmas Eve Eve. It's like, guys, Christmas Eve is tomorrow. Hot damn. Like, nobody does that because it doesn't make sense. Like, I get why you would be happy on Friday, because if you get through that one more day, you're to the weekend. But Thursday is just a celebration to another damn work day. Yeah. Yeah. I, so here a, we are making Thursdays better. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. You have us to thank for the better Thursday that you're having because core makes it better. Some and people, now I've revealed that I've spent way too much time thinking about this. <laughs> also, it's Friday, which is funny because we're talking about this it on is the day. Friday, yeah, yeah. Today is Friday. I hope your Friday nights are okay. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's move on. Where were we? What were we doing? Oh, and <laughs> we were talking about other news. Uh, let's see. Twitch ads, content labels. Also, they have now super chats like YouTube does and all the YouTube people oh, are like, they have to... super chats. Now? Yeah, they stole it. Well, they I don't know. 50% or 70% of that. Uh, <laughs> they're doing, they're doing 70, 30 on those, but it's only for, uh, uh, partner one percent of the one percent of the streamer base. Uh, well, it's that for partner par- plus program applies to one percent of the streamer. Yeah, base. it's something like that. Um, yeah. So that's the thing. They're also they got stuff. Uh, they got a funny one in here about uh, required. Uh, see, one requiring kissing and licking to be labeled as sexual themes. Yeah, uh, that's the only reason I added it is I just like the idea that you know that's a caveat. It's a, it's a gaming yeah. website. There's a kissing and licking category. So if, no I was, sex. if I was on Twitch, if I was on Twitch right now and I licked this golf ball on the air, I'm not going to. But if uh-huh. I did, would I have to tag it as sexual? Yeah, you tag it as kissing yeah, and licking. Would. Yeah. Even though I was like, oh, there's a little bit of caramel on this uh, Wilson golf ball. Mm. Yeah. Look, if yeah. your tongue exits the lips, because people like, know what you're really doing, <laughs> Scott. Like if, you, if you go this, people know mm, that there wasn't caramel. 
delicious caramel on that Mm. golf ball because someone finds that attractive you know you might be like that's just somebody going you know someone's gonna find that sexual so even if your tongue exits the perimeter of your lips i mean i feel it's the safest rules to make because the whole there's a whole meta on twitch about like okay you set a rule i find the loophole yeah. Or I find the edge to where I can make it as sexual as possible while still obeying all the rules. Not that I, I'm going to say the name of the streamer just because I, we were going to mention it in the Do next it. article. But like Diablo 4 is huge. A lot of people streaming. When I was just checking out some other streams, Amaranth is on there. Fine. Like I don't care how you're dressed or whatever, but she's literally sitting legs spread with her camera. Like uh, like she's got clothes on, but like her, you know, vajayjay is just like on display, right? Like if if I sat like that, like my balls would fall out of my shorts or whatever, right? <laughs> you like it's that kind of a pose, yeah. and I'm like, do you need to sit like that while you're gaming? Like I don't want to be, I don't want to get like shouted down for being a spectator no, be or, or whatever. No. But like, you, you can I, be honest about this. If I'm coming by to watch your Diablo stream, whether you're man or woman, yeah, don't need to involve clothed genitalia. Like, I, but that's most but I mean, streamers like, that's are what chest the purpose up. of that. Stream that's the point is, of it. You know what yeah. I mean? I know like, that. I know that's that. It's like, what to you the sound like right now is somebody watching a rated R movie and going, "I just don't know why they got to take their clothes off." <laughs> no, you I don't have the a, same story. I don't this. have. A, I don't really have a problem with it. All right, it's just that it's just a thing. It's a game that, like, if I'm working at Twitch, it's a game. It's like you can't ignore it because people keep pushing boundaries to a point where it's inappropriate. Like, you know what I mean? Sure, they keep yeah. they, there's an incentive to keep finding to be more titillating than the next titillating person. And it's just a constant like arms race all the time. And then it's like, you're being too prudish. Okay. When you're being too little, like you can't win No, either way. But so didn't all Amaranth, that to say, but did, yeah. Didn't Amaranth leave? She's over at kick now, right? No, th- wow. these deals. She's so doing both. they're not, like, they're not the exclusive. Part. Oh, they're not exclusive. So they're not co-streaming because yeah. Yeah. if we learn our mixer lesson, if you just abandon the site entirely, you can't bring them over with you. Yeah. So the next article here is XQC. This is kind of monumental. That's I'm like we have to include it. I don't really like adding these as things, but like he got a hundred million for two years, non-exclusive, to, to stream on Kick. Kick and Twitch from Kick, and, and apparently it's more than that. There's some drama around how that information was released, and yeah. he's because he's a extrovert he just mentioned it it's more than 100 million he makes more um, than lebron beating james out does. lebron james yeah. is thing, yeah. which is just like oh my, like you know <laughs> i realize gamers are like you know it's like saying they look like idiots or sound like idiots isn't it's just gonna look bad on me for the most part because people like them and you just sound like a jealous hater or whatever yeah. but like he's not a very smart guy and he's you know like it, it's lebron you might not like him he's talented i don't think you know is he talented at video games? It's just like yeah. I've heard the guy talk. I've watched. I'm like I, I got brain damage from listening to it. Like it's not. But hey, other people like it, so fair enough. But a hundred million's crazy. It's because Kick has all that gambling money. They got a ton of it. By and the way, the that's very the first other thing. thing that's like hit like a huge head, right? Which is like it's like it basically Kick is Vegas. So you can go see Britney Spears because you like Britney Spears in Vegas mm-hmm. or Celine Dion. And yeah. then maybe you'll stay for some gambling. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like and run the slots. Yeah, exactly. And I personally actually, I think and the end result, I don't have a problem with that. Like, I, I think it, there was kind of an issue because of like, you want to have rules around this shit. 
and I have a problem with like the lack of rules about hitting young kids or affecting people. Mm. But you know, I'll play poker on Poker Stars. Like I don't really have. They're games. I don't care. I, I find it gambling to a be complete like waste of regulated. time. But other people who like it, it's fine. Let them like it. I don't care. But with everything that's going on on Twitch, with these two big names moving over, oh. I'm starting to think like, hmm. Yeah. Ninety-five five sounds great. Yeah, the Better split is crazy. I got yeah. so I got to talk numbers, but like I got the most subs I ever got during playing this Diablo thing. I'm gonna like pull in like a thousand bucks. I've never pulled in that much money yeah. off Twitch. Yeah. Half of that's going to Twitch. Oh yeah. yeah. And that makes me feel bad. Like yeah. because people were just here like I like you, I support your content, you're doing something awesome. They're not gonna come back and give that kind of money again, I don't think. Like and half of it goes to Twitch. And I mean, that's why we have the Patreon. Like, they're going to take PayPal, Patreon. They're going to take some money. That's how it Everybody goes. Everybody gets their ounce of blood, yeah. 50 is egregious. Yeah. It really is egregious. It's high. And I was watching a YouTuber today who was saying, like, something similar was kind of percolating. Remember Vine? Yeah. You're a big Vine fan, eh? I remember Vine, yeah. So the top creators did end up leaving, like, saying, pay us or we leave. And then after the top 18 left, views went down, and that's when Vine shut down. Yeah, that, that's why they shut and down. And I'm, like, I'm almost wondering if, like, this, kind, this is kind of trending in that direction. Like, what if, like, Twitch just gets absolutely – I don't think they'll shut down because Amazon owns it. But we may see Twitch get gutted in the next little while because of – the huge yeah. drain on viewership. There's a bunch and of that because they're on. non-exclusive. Yeah, Oof. there's a bunch of that going on. The other the the uh, the thing I was going to say about that. What was it? Um, oh, I, I just this is anecdotal, and it's just me. Okay, but I can tell you, my very first month away from Twitch and doing YouTube entirely was higher. I got more revenue there than I did at my best month on YouTube on on Twitch. So for yeah. whatever that's worth. It was, it's, it's uh, been nothing but a, but a good move for me. It's not for everybody. In fact, I think there are probably people heading over to kick where it's the right move for them. This Q, this XQC guy, the only reason I question his smartness is apparently one of the first things he did when he went over there was stream a film. Uh, I think it was Batman Dark Knight yeah. to his viewers of 20,000 or something. Just a bit copyrighted film. Here you go. Let's just watch it. And the, kick people had to like bust in there and go dude you can't you can't come over here and just do copyright stuff and he's like I, okay. there's like a push and pull between not that the, wild of the west yo, yeah no not exactly well you know i think there's like there's like a thread right like you create a new service people push the rules and you got to start making rules and you become uncool and you end up like twitch again or you know whatever like i think I think it, I think it, there's like it. What's that? There's like a shakeup period happening right now, and like opportunities are made. And now I'm I'm like looking at it, going like mm, I've invested a lot. I've been streaming on Twitch for ten years, and I like my following, and it means a lot to me what I've built on that channel. But yeah, of course it does. Fifty you know? like that. The generous donating, love you guys. Thank you so much. I feel horrible that Twitch is like taking half for what have they done for me? Yeah. No, and rightfully so. I mean, I I. I'm in a similar boat. I, I mentioned this last week. I turned off ads because I felt like ads were giving people. You can do that? On, yeah. I, I felt like it oh. was giving people a bad experience. Apparently some will switches. still slip in there. Um, somebody mentioned an ad yesterday. I said, I'm supposed to have them off. And they said it was because they refreshed the stream. And sometimes I guess ads can yeah, creep in that there happens if you to do that. Yeah. But I disabled them. I know how much of my revenue, which is already not a lot from Twitch, that cut out, and it was sizable. Like, as much as people hate ads, it was 
accounting for about a third of what I was making on Twitch. And mm. so it hurts to turn that off. But I also like, I think the content that that makes to have it on is bad. And so I look at that and I go, all right, well, I've lost a third of my revenue because I decided to turn ads off to make the streams better, which in turn, I do think has been reflected because more people have been coming to the streams. So I am getting more support there. But then you also say, OK, well, 50 percent of that is going to Twitch. And it's it's rough, man. It sucks. It sucks to see. And I I like Twitch like you. I like the community there. I like, especially for these wrestling streams, the channel point system is a dumb way to do harmless betting around uh, a thing where it's like, you know, it's just for fun. Um, and I love that sort of stuff, but you have to step back at a certain point and go, man, there's just more value in other in other places, whether that's the split with Kick or, you know, YouTube... You and I have both said, but oh, you convinced me to get the YouTube premium and it's my favorite sub that I have. And now I don't get ads on anybody's stream. Yeah, no, it's ad free experience. You get music for free. Yeah. It's amazing. I love mine too. YouTube, YouTube's really, I've really become a real YouTube head. It's, yeah. it's <laughs> like, so good. It's so yeah. good for, you know, what you're putting out there. Content and like our, our so, streams, like Scott's already said, it's been great, but like even our streams are all our audiences come with us. You know, yeah. our streams are uh, on par with what we did before, if not more. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't it's know, man. It's like, for me over it here. It feels like every week we're going to take another Twitch L for, like, I, I, I just have no reason to expect to feel like uh, I'm going to feel good about Twitch if I just hold on one week longer. So, you know, I've said some, like, I don't like the cryptocurrency side of things, but at the same time, I'm feeling more and more kick curious if you will yeah um someone in the chat says uh, twitch will sue them for stealing their source code i don't know that that's a thing well no they're in a contract with amazon services so this is how do they do aws gambling they're using aws as their back end though i didn't know that i thought they they have a contract with amazon it's basically what they've done is they've added an extra layer between streaming gambling directly on twitch versus just you make your own site it's still the same infrastructure they have a contract on the back end you're basically unkick it's basically twitch and like a contract with twitch like with amazon rather not with twitch but with amazon which That's is weird it's all the same so you're basically like it's not like you're leaving amazon when you're with kick like it's just they can do more i guess adult oriented things like the you know hot tub streams and all this sort of mature content yeah. Uh, and then Twitch doesn't have Twitch can police in their own way their streams or whatever it is they're doing. I think they're. I think basically as a result, Twitch is suffering because. I mean, they, they clearly they just don't have the investment, the willingness to invest in the same way Kick is currently, and I think that's good. The trend is going to continue. Mm-hmm. They they're saying they've said before, like their spokesperson is. I don't know if he's the best example of an ambassador, but that Trainwrecks guy is you know, a spokesperson for it. He's kept saying, you just wait to see the contracts we have. His money, he's put his money where his mouth is. They've been jaw dropping, especially the last couple of weeks. They say there's more coming. So I think Twitch is like about to get gutted in a pretty big way. And the one content creator that's, this is like, um, this Heller guy, he was on vine, but they were saying like the same thing happened with vine, like top, it doesn't mean it's going to happen here, but all the top people left for YouTube or, or other places, like I guess Instagram and stuff, mm-hmm. and Vine shut down. 
Mm. Because you think like, oh, I'm next in line, so I'll get all the viewers. Nope, the audiences leave with their their favorite personalities, right? You all came over to YouTube. You weren't like, no, they're off Twitch now. The next uh, Core Junior is going to take over on Twitch because of us. You know what happened actually is the opposite. Across the board, I had more people say, oh, I'm so glad you came over here. I like this. This works better. I'm here all the time anyway, and I prefer it. And this, there were were a couple of people like, ah, the chat's not as robust or the... Whatever. I get that. There's going to be changes, but I was surprised how smooth and positive it was. It wasn't, I was, I was ready for a headache and it didn't happen. It's been great. Yeah, I think, I think some people have some outdated views on YouTube streaming and stuff. And there's, that's still a challenge for YouTube to like, yeah, they have a fake. marketing I mean, live PR streaming issue. is still not yeah. great. Like they need to, f- that could be better, but it, overall it's better. F- it's just better. If you're giving financially through the site, it's already better. Uh, if I give to a creator, I want to know the most amount of money is possible is going to the creator and not to the inter- intermediary. Yeah. 50 is like a huge, 50 is a steep cut, man. Yeah. And my Epic shorts. and Steam don't even ask for 50. Like nobody asks for no, 50. Nobody I was thinking does. about it. I'm like, yeah, who asks for 50? Like that's almost like diseased, like a brain. Amount no, that's of like a guy it's... in a movie who's like, hey, we do this 50 50. Yeah, we do it 50 50. No, yeah. 60 40. No, 50. It feels like an argument point to do it at 50 50. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. It, it's pretty much you're getting, you're getting, uh, I don't know, drained pretty hard. Like I, I'm just 50, trying to think 50 of, just so I can throw everything up on YouTube anyway, because who the hell goes to Twitch for VODs? Nobody does. You know? Their VOD system is a bear. It's barely VODs. It's more like, Hey, this will be here for 30 days unless someone marks it and probably they won't and good luck and have fun. And it sucks kind of, and you can't embed it well. And like, they're not even close on that end of it, which is another thing that's really benefited me. Shorts have been a big deal for me in terms of revenue. I was shocked by that, but they're big. Um, yeah. and all I got to do is put up a couple of those a week. It's like, Hey, here's me and John being freaked out in final Sp- or in, um, resident evil. And here's a moment where I freaked out and shot, shot a b- the big white blobby guy in the basement, shot him in the penis. And that thing got like 4,000 views, like right away. And, and actually brought in my revenue. It's just like, it's a, it's, they're just more opportunity. Plus I can micromanage how ads work. So there'll be ads and shows for people who don't have uh premium. But you can say, I don't want any non-skippables. You can turn that off. You can say, I don't want any uh, skippables if you don't want them. You can have, you just have a little more the features are more robust for yeah. sure on YouTube versus Twitch. Yeah. 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 Anyway. So I, 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 the reason I wanted to talk about it a little bit because I'm considering a shift myself to after what happened with like, I just feel, I feel like bad about that Diablo money, man. Like, mm-hmm. you know, no regrets. Everyone knows the situation. So no, you know, it's okay. But like, and I think it's just one of those things where we have to like get out. Sometimes you don't like who's investing in a product and you have moral issues about it, but um, you kind of, you're we're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Nobody's hands are completely clean. It's like, just, you got to choose where to make your home for this kind of thing. And I think mm-hmm. the, the I'm trying to read the tea leaves and I think like kick might be it. So I don't know. Well, this, well this, also this goes back to what that. I, you know, what we were talking about earlier and what I said, don't, pick favorites in companies. Well, like, that's true too. They don't have your, yeah. even if they're doing good things, they don't have your best interests at heart. Right. That's always, like, yeah, definitely true. By the way, the, the highest kick stream right now is something called Friday night lights with, uh, a couple of dudes. I don't know. Are they watching TV show? I don't know what they're doing. Let's just check real quick. And- oh, that's Aiden <laughs> Ross. You don't, you don't you know who Aiden Ross is? I don't Ross know who is? that is. No idea. 
Yeah, uh, he's a young. He, I think he was oh, a GTA keep streamer, pushing, keep grinding. and then he just became a personality. This guy's done like tons of controversial, controversial shit. He's a, uh, he's one of those Manosphere guys who loves Andrew Tate and oh shit, you know, well, goodbye, yeah. yeah. But I mean, he's got fifty thousand viewers. They're chatting, you know. Yeah, it's like you you hate it, but it's like. Well, people are watching. Like, <laughs> oh no! I send your, look. Send your hate to the viewers, right? The, like the way it's like, the way you, know. you want to. If you want to boost your your clout, um, doing dick stuff really helps. I've learned. Yeah, and I yeah, just can't do, do it. Let's do so. some dick stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like pranks and mean shit and just awful takes. Like, yeah, you can do I think that. he's in the. I know a little bit because I follow the drama shit. The unfortunately, but I think he's trying to recoup his image a bit he hit a real low point did some but people i i that's the part of that's the other part of live streaming that isn't gaming the part of live streaming that's just into the parasocial and the, the drama and crazy yeah. shit like yeah that'll and always get big creators who do that will get big views i think core should start but, an only fans and we should do nothing in there but super not naked stuff just like boring video game shit but it's all on only fans let's do it uh, i i thought is i saw some ads for only fans are doing tv shows you can do anything in there you can do anything you want in there including i mean obviously it's it's known for its adult content but you could go in there and have a, a completely like i make crochet here's kirby see you next week i mean you could do whatever you want wow yeah it's not just it's not a porn service it turned into one because that's how everybody used it and they even tried to end they try, that. Yeah, I was gonna say they tried to get rid of it. They yeah. tried to stop, and yeah, they realized no, not a good idea. <laughs> or cameo. Mm -hmm. Bo will say a funny thing. Bo will do a lake run while you watch. Here it is. Oh shit! You, you <laughs> oh. should you should you should jump into the VR chat category on kick. <laughs> oh, no. It's wild. Really? Oh my lord! <laughs> is there a whole category? Uh, uh, yeah, it's a whole category of. Probably men with their sexiest female avatars that they can come up with. It's kind of wild. Sweet. I say probably, but maybe. Let's see. Hot Cyber Bunny plays Slutty Witch House. Uh, is there a category called VR? Hold on. I got to yeah, see. VR, if you go to go to kick, go to categories. Yeah, I'm in And then there. like expand out the view and scroll. Has about a thousand viewers in VR chat. Okay, let me go down here. Where's the category? All right, you want me to send you a link to in one? In some ways, yeah, put one in the thing. In some ways, Kick is basically <laughs> Twitch, but in some ways, it's like, what, is, what are they doing here? Oh, um, we got Lich Bait. Oh, this girl sitting here. Uh, her let me take care of you, master. And it's like, a, okay. <laughs> Shut up, dude. Okay, let's see what we got. Lich Bait. Oh, my gosh, dude. What is going on in here? All right, let's turn this up. <laughs> uh, where's, okay. Link she's dancing. We might get DMC'd for the Okay, music, so maybe. there's music going on. She's walking around in a little bunny thing. VR bunny thing. So what's the point of this? Oh, she got a lot of viewers. Oh, she, she's dancing. She probably has um she probably has uh motion trackers on this waist wrist. Oh, it's one Yeah, of those. and that's an AI voice talking, so it's definitely a dude. Okay. Is yeah, she talking it's now? definitely AI voice generation. That's a dude uh, and a girl avatar uh, being sexy for uh, 357 people. And you know what? Bless you, sir, ma'am. People keep saying, my queen, can you play us a song? And I'm like, that guy's name is Carl. He's not this a guy has more viewers than me <laughs> on average date. Maybe I should get some hot female avatars in the arch yet. 
shake but my ass for But money. don't change your voice. Just I got 95.5 split, baby. You do, your, but just be like lady. Do a voice as Bo doing a lady voice, though. You be Video going, I, Hello. I can't talk like a lady. Hello, uh, <laughs> nobody would know. Let's just do it. Hold on. Hold on. Let me close my eyes. Do it again. Take a load off. Why don't you sit here and tell me about your day? <laughs> no. It's not sexy. You might close. <laughs> Just close your eyes. No. Nope. It's not, it's not working. As long as Bo doesn't kiss or lick the microphone, we don't Do you have feel to that? Oh, my nope. gosh. You made it. Let me just give you a little massage. You're making it worse. What if you lick it? You better tag it. <laughs> There's somebody listening who's like, okay, I'm going to become a patron somehow. Yeah, so yeah Bo, just, Bo just got us more patrons. Oh, uh, it's really great. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, I tried. I can't do female voice, but maybe there's a voice changer out there. Who knows? Who knows? All right. Well, let's get to the... If not, uh, I'll use AI. I can just type my shit. Actually, the way you could do it is you speak. You get speech to text. Yeah. Then you send the text to the AI software. Yeah. And then it reads it out on OBS. Yeah, it would work. I don't even have to type it out. It wouldn't be 100% real time, but it'd be close. You know, yeah, but uh, you know, well, you, you do the best you can when you're in VR chat. Yeah, you People do all. Still, you know, it's a rough place. It's a wild west place. You know, you're lucky to be alive. Too busy it. looking at my jigglies to really pay attention to my mouth, anyways. So you know, it's all oh, good. I don't want to think about Bo's jigglies. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't either. They're not good. It's not good. Oh, final news note. I almost forgot. Eve Online ha- now has Microsoft Excel integration, which is the ultimate in uh, meme becomes real. I think feels like everyone calls Eve Online a spreadsheet. Well, guess what? It's now integrated or has integrated Microsoft Excel integration, which I don't understand how that works. I assume it's Office 365 somehow, um, and you can do your EVE online shit through Excel if you want to. Ding. Congratulations. All right. Time for correspondence, everybody. That's time. That's the time we have. Hold on. That's there a it good is. Question. Uh, it's the time we have to read your emails and your texts and that kind of stuff. We got an email here. Uh, talk to the court. Gmail.com is the email address from Peter. Who says, now that Diablo 4 is out, do you ever see yourselves going back to Diablo 3, Peter? Um, no. Not really. I mean, <laughs> no, I didn't see myself going back to Diablo 3 before Diablo 4 was out. Yeah. I did that last season and I was like, boy, I've played a lot of Diablo 3. I think I have, you know, when you ring a towel out and you're like, surely I can get a little more out of this towel and you squeeze it and just nothing happens. Yeah. That's where I'm at with Diablo. And that is not us calling for Diablo. And that's not you and I calling Diablo three a bad game at all. This is us saying that is such a great game that we played the living shit out of it. Uh, There's nothing about D three. That towel for a reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all dry now. There's nothing left there to do. Now, if you told me some day day down the road, and I'm feeling nostalgic, hey, we're going. You know, the year is 2065, and they're bringing back Diablo three in a whole new way or something. Talk to me then. But right now, it's like, why? Why would you? How old are you going to be in 2065? <laughs> we'll see. Nick will be 65. Um, I would be dead. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> What's the? I can't do the math. How many years away from us in is 65? that? 65? That's 35 yeah, years from uh, now? That's 42 years from now. 42 years. Yeah, I'm not going to live that long. There's no way. I could, but I won't. Who would? Who's who's going to live that long? You, we'll On a matter dead. of principle, I'm not going to live 42 that years, long. I'd be like 86 or 7. Yeah, so, we're going to uh, be there. We're done unless there's big medical advances, and then maybe maybe we live longer a bit. I, I don't think that's going to happen. So I'll say something closer to 2035. How about that? It's about 
15 years. Somebody asked me tomorrow, I'd say (laughs) no. Yeah, that is the truth. Anyway, Peter. You never know. Yeah. Sometimes people live to their 90s or their, you know, yeah. centenarian. Yeah. But I don't know if I want to. But I mean, I couldn't imagine playing Diablo in my 90s. Like, the I feel advancement like I'd break my fingers. Yeah. Needs to be in quality of life because I don't know if I want to live that long. Yeah, I don't know either. I know how I feel right now yeah. in my imagine, 30s. Yeah. Imagine how and good VR chat If I do an exponential growth on how I feel into my 90s, I'm pretty sure I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I think about I it do. sometimes. I want to I see what VR chat's like and stuff. Well, <laughs> check out the v- Apple. The Apple headset will finally be affordable when I'm 90. Yeah, inflation will have caught up to it. <laughs> finally. Yeah. It, it, if they keep I it at the same price. I try one of these. <laughs> yeah. waiting 40 years to play finally on <laughs> oh, the Oh, no, VR. I've gone blind. The next 10 are going to be the interesting. The hubris. Yeah, the hubris. The next 10 will be interesting. Years, I mean. I think we're in for a real interesting decade. 2033 will be crazy. Uh, Peter, thank you for that. Quick text here. This came to 801-471-0462. This is from Midwest Mint. All right, like a little mint that came from the Midwest. Hey, Scott, Bo, and John, this is for core. So there's a clarification on the rather confusing Xbox and PC game ownership conversation you had last week. So Xbox has what they call Play Anywhere games. Those are games that if you buy them on the Xbox PC store, it will show up on the console and vice versa. And they have cross-save. Basically, all first-party Xbox games, since they announced it in 2016, are play anywhere. But for third-party games, it is a game-by-game basis. Hope that helps clear things up. Midwest Mint. Um, Yeah, that makes sense. I haven't seen... I didn't go check and see what third-party games I might own in that way, but uh, it makes sense that maybe some do. Um, I don't buy a lot of stuff on the Xbox game store. I think that's why I don't have a lot of room to experiment. I've got one, and I made sure. So I actually knew this, but I had forgotten it since I did it. But I knew this when I bought Yakuza that it would work. Oh, Which is why I bought it on the Microsoft store. Gotcha. But I I don't buy a lot of games on the Microsoft store, because if I'm buying it on the PC, I'm going to buy it on Steam. Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, so I I don't know if there's a lot of room to experiment when you don't actually have a reason to buy it on their store. I mean, like, they really need to figure out how to just put it on Steam. I I think I expressed some confusion about this, though, in previous weeks, and they were clearing it up, right? Yeah, they're just clearing it up because we weren't sure how it So some games are Play Anywhere games, and some are not. I have a list of them. I'm not going to read them all, but there's a bunch. Like Aliens Fireteam Elite is is one that you can do that with. Uh, See if it's another one that we know here. Um, TMNT... Lots of, was, oh yeah, that's one for sure. That was on Game Pass as well, but yeah, yeah. Mortal uh, Kombat is like, but I can definitely play Mortal Kombat on my Xbox or PC. Yeah, 11, 11. And, and that's when you bought, right? You purchased it. I did. I yeah. Oh yeah, I purchased it because it was five dollars on the Xbox sale. Yeah. yeah now you. So one thing I will say, there's kind of some unhinged sales sometimes on Xbox. Yeah. Like you know, Witcher for three dollars and stuff. I think I bought. I already owned Mortal Kombat and I bought it again. For like nothing on the Xbox Store. It's actually a and lot I can of play these. It on PC. There's a ton of these, like Echoes yeah. of Elusive Age, Dragon Quest Eleven, oh, uh, Ori and the Blind Forest, which I own. Yeah, um, these are all on those. Definitive Edition. It's also crossplay, but like uh, Cyberpunk, which I bought on Xbox, is not crossplay, and that's what I was. Yeah, 
you know, bitching about basically. Dirt five, demons tell. There's a lot of good ones on here. Yeah, it's Although actually I seems it like twice. it's, it's more. I bought it on GOG and I bought it on Xbox. It's more third party su- uh, supported than I thought, but most of their first party games are there as well. Anyway, all the Forces, Gears games, Gears Tactics is that way. Guacamelee two, Halos, all the Halos. Anyway. Yeah, it looks like they actually tried to do more of that than I thought. So credit where it's due, I guess. Good job, Microsoft. Do it with everyone. Um, okay, that's it for emails. No mashup today. He needs. Uh, he's got some stuff going on. So two weeks from now, we'll get a new mashup. And I yeah, can't well, wait to see. He needs to rest. There's no rush. No so rest for the weary. Up. Yeah, that's right. Jamie. Jamie works hard on these things. So we'll wait. We'll be patient. In the meantime, we'd like you to head over to Core's Patreon. And the reason we ask you guys for this, we were just talking earlier about monetization and how to make things work if you want to see more core stuff more often and you want to see the three of us not just survive with this show but thrive with this show then i would encourage you to head over there because it is the best way to give the most to your favorite podcast patreon.com slash core show is where it is and i'd like to welcome ben hammer the nalik zach blum and benjamin sorry it's not sorry like sorry like canadian sorry it's it's sorry R-I. Uh, they all joined us in the last week, and we love having them here, along with everybody else who are already patrons. You'll never get commercials or ads. You'll get pre-show content every week, and you'll get monthly benefits that you can only get through the Patreon. You want special host specials? Mine's coming up in July. Well, of course you do. I don't know what I'm doing yet, but it'll be awesome. I promise. John's was great this last month. Bose was great. They're always great. If you want that stuff, you want monthly art in the mail. Oh my gosh! Too many things to even mention. Check it out: oh, Patreon.com/slash Core Show. You're do no, you're doing August. I I got July. Okay, so, so you get like a whole month or more. All right. Uh, anyway, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, don't forget frogpants.com/slash Core <laughs> for everything you're looking for, and uh, keep those emails and those texts and those voicemails coming. We really appreciate it. Let's throw it over to Grandma. What oh, we got? Anime up on both screen again. Let's go over to Grandma and let her sum up what we played this week. Grandma, take it away. Well, if you want to know what the boys played this week, it's like three things. So you got a real bad memory if you couldn't figure it out, but they played Final Fantasy 16. Listen to the irony. And they played Diablo 4, and Scott played Final Fantasy 7 Remake. He didn't talk a lot about it. So you might be saying... <laughs> I don't remember that part of the show. Well, he didn't really do it, but I'm mentioning it because it's on the show notes. John played WWE 2K23, of course, as usual, and that's it. That's the whole list. Yeah, that's small compared to usual, but, you know, big games, small list. That's what we say here on the uh, core show. Anyway, we'd like to see you here again next week. If you'd like to watch the show live, we usually do it on Thursdays, Thursday at 5 p.m. Mountain Time. At frogpants.tv is where you'll find it live. And you can find all our archives up there as well. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Bo, for John. We'll see you next time. Get more at frogpants.com. All this for a midnight chat. Well, let's chat then. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.